Sirius XM. Howard Stern. On today's show, Howard welcomes back actor, musician, comedian, and TV host, Nick Cannon. My old buddy who I used to work with, Nick Cannon. I know Nick personally. I work with him on America's Got Talent. I happen to think he's a great guy. I think he's one of the sweetest guys I ever met. Here, listen to this. Kill the music. You know what I got to get to today? This. Coming soon to the Howard Stern Show. A meeting 125 years in the making. Oh, my. Oh, my. It sounds too good to be true. Stern Show Dreammaker presents... <laughs> Underdog meets... The Descendant. Is it all right if I call you by your first name, uh, Digger? Yes, yes, I'm listening to you, Sam. I hear you. Listen as Underdog meets the great grandnephew of Dracula author Bram Stoker. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's wonderful. Only on the Howard's Turn Show. <laughs> it is wonderful, and uh, you will get to hear the whole thing, hopefully today, if I get to all of it, because we have a jam-packed show. Nick Cannon will stop by. He's got a yet another TV show. You thought I was going to say yet another kid. No, he's got yet another TV show that has... Um, that to happen every day. What is that? I said, we expect the announcement of a kid every day, so that's nothing new. <laughs> right. You know, if you he make an give, announcement, it's got to be something else. He's given birth to another TV show with Kevin Hart where they prank each other and prank other celebrities. It's a celebrity oh. prank show, and... Uh, We'll talk to him about that. And, of course, the kids, my own, what is going on? I let, You know, when the last time I had Nick on the show. How many I kids think do you have? I, I think he only had three. <laughs> and now he's up to 12 or something. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I remember I used to call him when, um, like, I'd read in the paper, Nick Cannon is having a child. And, you know, when he had, like, his third kid, I was like, oh, I should call. And, you know, we right. work together at America's Got Talent. So I would either text him or call him and say, hey, I just want to congratulate you on the birth of your child. You know, trying to, you know, connect. And then the fourth one would come, hey, I just want to congratulate. And then, then by number five, I want, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes they weird. were happening within weeks of each other. So <laughs> yeah. it's oh, yeah. very bizarre. Yeah, there's two two of the kids are because uh, we I was doing some research yesterday. Two of the kids were born like yeah in the same uh, time frame. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave up. I said, you know what, this is getting silly. I can't keep congratulating Nick. And mm. so anyway, we'll talk to him. There's a lot going on with him, I'm sure. And uh, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, I don't know. I was all over the place this week, and I was so busy. Beth's uh, brother. Um, sister-in-law you know and the kid they have two kids they were here for uh, easter they're still here they were here for easster and uh-huh. uh, visiting visiting with us and they, it was sweet the kids are here you fun. enjoy them yeah oh yeah yeah i like uh bet's brother and uh his wife amy and i uh you know the whole easter thing beth is so busy putting together baskets for the kids with little these little eggs that you break open and then there's like jokes inside or little candies. And then we had like uh, in the baskets are Star Wars figures for the younger boy and 
the girl, like girly stuff and chocolates and all. I mean, you should see this basket. And I'm sitting there and then, and then Beth's parents came over. So it was Beth's parents, the kids and everyone celebrating Easter. And I'm staring at this box of matzah that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a box of matzah. <laughs> well, you know, the Jews have Passover and we were just talking about how. It, it, no wonder the country is Christian and, and everyone loves, if you're going to pick a religion, do you want the one that's about, you know what Passover is about? The Jews were living somewhere like Egypt or something and the mean Pharaoh hated the Jews, of course. And I mean, listen to this depressing holiday. The, the Jews were enslaved and I don't know, they got uppity and uh, the, the the Jews were being beaten by the Pharaoh, etc. And so but they prayed. Was this to, uh, when Moses was around? No, no, I don't know. You know, what? Just go with me, Robin. <laughs> don't don't get all uh, don't don't look for accuracy in this explanation. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it's it's basically God punished the Pharaoh by raining blood. And, 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 and killing the firstborn and, you know, it, 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 there was plagues of locusts and, and then the food is matzah, which is a, it's bread without any fun. Well, that's and, when uh, they were going across the desert and they, they baked the bread on their yeah. backs and it was unleavened, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is, no yeast. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and then, I'm looking at the table with the kids and they're having fun with an egg laying bunny. The bunny leaves <laughs> eggs all over. And I'm like, well, who the fuck is going to, you know, you got a choice. What are you going to be? I mean, if you're a kid, if you're looking to get more members into the clan, don't, don't offer a matzah and, and celery with a piece of horseradish on it <laughs> so they can suffer and eat and dip their pinkies in salt water or something. I mean, give them some chocolate eggs and bunnies. Anyway, you know, what do you want? A giant bunny that brings chocolate and candy versus smothering your front door in lamb's blood? I mean, we've got a, <laughs> <laughs> my cousin, my cousin Richie's very devout. He called me up. He goes, you happy Pesach. I go, oh, hey, man. He goes, you got to eat matzah. I go, what do you mean I got to eat matzah? Why do I have to eat matzah? <laughs> you have to eat matzo. Get a box of matzo and eat as much matzo as you can. What will that go, do for you? I don't know. He, he's telling me. He's hocking me with this matzo. So I don't have any matzo. I'm not really. I don't have any You don't keep it religion. in the house? <laughs> no. No. I didn't even know there was a holiday. I'm so out of it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was like Passover. And, uh, you know, so I'm sitting around and he calls me out of the blue. Gotta eat matzo. I go, why do I have to eat matzo? He goes, oh, it's, it's bad luck. If, uh, you know, when you eat matzo, it's considered a blessing and you must get many blessings. And I mean, I mean, who knew from that? Well, I hang up the phone and my wife sees I'm miserable. And she goes, what's wrong? I go, I wasn't even, I didn't even know it was Passover. I didn't even know anything about matzah. My cousin just called me and told me I better eat matzah 
or I'm going to have, like, bad luck, like bad shit's going to happen. And I obsess on it. Not that I believe and not that I, but it gets in my head like a worm and starts eating my brain up. <laughs> and my wife sees I'm walking around depressed. So I wake up in the morning. There's a gift by the breakfast table wrapped up in, like, purple wrapping. And it's, I open it up. My wife ran out and got me a box of matzo. And we sat there and munched on a little bit of it. <laughs> because, And she says, listen, I know how nuts you are. I go, you know I'm mentally ill. She goes, are you really mentally ill? I go, yes, I have mental illness. <laughs> she goes, I didn't know you were mentally ill when I married you. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you. I didn't want you running away from me. I was <laughs> in love you with you. marry me? <laughs> Your buddy married. Now, I'm, now I feel comfortable telling you. It's 25 years later. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. What kind of advertising? Oh, and by the way, I'm mentally ill. So I said, uh, I said, she goes, I knew you were freaking out that you weren't. So I went out and bought this. So we both ate matzah. We had a couple of bites and that took away the. Um, it doesn't matter whether you have the gefilte fish. Or no, no, the no, 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 no. Horseradish or. The <laughs> or if he had said eat horseradish, I would have done that. But he said eat matzah and you will have many blessings. <laughs> well, you know, I get like freak. I have I have magical thinking, OCD thinking. And when people talk, you know, years ago when I first met my wife, she said to me. Do not put your shoes on any table. It will bring you tremendous bad luck. I go, did you just make that up because you don't want my shoes on a table? I mean, I don't put my shoes on a table anyway. She goes, no, that's a definite thing. And Ugh. ever since then, like, I can't even put my shoes like that on a, on a marble thing outside. I won't even, like, I won't. Uh. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm sitting and thinking with this matzah. He's like, eating matzah is definitely good luck. I'm like, oh, okay. The Jews ate it 6,000 years ago, and nothing bad happened to them ever again. <laughs> that really say, worked like a charm. If, the, if there ever was yeah. proof that this isn't true, <laughs> look at the history of the Jews. And I kidding. Wow. Wowee. Oh, it's Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark, oh. you must I hope you. How'd you have, you have a good Easter? You're very religious. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. I'm so well, pumped. Howard, you've been, you've been so depressing this morning, and I'm pumped up. And I, I got to be honest with you. I don't hear you honoring the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, whatsoever. Yes, No, you know Easter. what, though? I'm going to go to that because uh, it's a lot more fun. I, I got to have Easter, and we had chocolate eggs, and it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Yeah, well, you still haven't prayed a single fucking rosary on your show this morning, so what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> well, you're right, but I'm sure you've worked out already. Is that correct? Of course I have. Yeah. I'm the, I'm not, I don't take a day off just because it's the most important day in the world. But let me tell you something, Howard. You really slacked with not doing any prayers this morning. But I got some good news for you. I what? got some really what? good news. It's never too late to be saved. I just need you to repeat after me real quick, okay? Absolutely. Just okay. repeat after me, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. <laughs> wow. I, I, well, I'm, you got to give me some time to work on that. You're very intense. You know that? Did you, do you like, when you have Easter, do you ever relax with your family and just chill? Yeah. Does the Pope wear a fucking gigantic hat? Of course. <laughs> what kind of question is that? It's my favorite holiday. We had a nice, relaxing Easter egg hunt. Stocked at 2.45 on the fucking dot. 2.45 a.m. you start? A.m. Yes. Oh, my God. Why do you... 
Why do you start your Easter egg hunt so early? Because I want to get after it. I got an ex-black ops CIA guy who helps me hide these little fuckers all around my house. It's fucking exhilarating. Have you had coffee uh, yet? Because you seem very shot out of a can. No, no. I, I haven't had any coffee, but I have had some pre-workout. Because you're not going to get, you're not going to hit the gym unless your veins are pumping. All right? And let me tell you something. I, I don't know if Jesus was white or black or Arab or whatever. All I know is he was fucking ripped. It's one of his greatest lessons. You want to you want to follow in his footsteps? If Jesus, you if plenty Je of pre workout, buddy. If, if, if Jesus is about love, why do you sound so angry? You're just so pissed off all the time. I'm passionate. You know? I'm passionate. Yeah. Like you the might, passionate you of might, Christ, Howard. <laughs> passionate of Christ. You yes. you uh you might you might love Jesus more than anyone I know, and I know a lot of people who really love Jesus. So you're damn right. You. You're damn right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And have yeah. you yeah. noticed yeah. how shredded he is on that cross? Yeah, no, he's shredded. He got nails through his triceps. Those chubby little Romans were just straight up haters. Let me right. tell you something. You know what, Howard? If I was there when that was all going down, Jesus the crucifixion. Stole, the crucifixion. That's right. Someone yeah. would have been like, "Hey, anyone want to help Jesus?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I do. Right here. Give me that cross. I would have carried it up there, done some extra shoulder presses. I would have. I would have taken care of it, and then I would have cold cocked those fucking Roman soldiers. I'd yell, "Hey, Jesus, flex your way off that cross." And he worked those swole fucking shoulders, and he bust right through that thing, and he'd still be alive today. And that's just yeah. a fact. Well, you're like a ripped Jerry Falwell. You know what I mean? Like you're you're awesome. The, the I way take you that as a massive compliment. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, well, thank you for stopping by. I'm sure you have a busy day ahead of you. Yeah, so. I got 42 yeah. deadlifts. I got to pray 48 more fucking rosaries before my midday snack. And I'm still lifting, by the way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're listening to a Mark Wahlberg uh, workout. Listen to him. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, he's breathing. He's risen. He's risen. Yeah. And I'm rising these fucking weights up like it's nobody's business. Oh. Wow. There I you don't go. know how he's so excited about a compliment that he's a ripped Jerry Falwell. He liked that. I was going to say no, you're right. But he, J Jerry Falwell wasn't Catholic. I mean, why would he care what Jerry Falwell uh, No one. It, it, everyone's just going with it, you know? We don't know all <laughs> this shit. I was going to say he's Pat Robertson with the abs, but... Uh, Boy, you know. all wrong, because none of them are Catholic. <laughs> I wonder how many Hail Marys he can do in a minute. I should time him. I should Well, he him. certainly ripped off the Lord's Prayer in no time at all. He did, he did. Anyway, yeah, so we had Easter with the kids and... Uh, yeah, did you have an Easter egg hunt? Um, Beth had all kind of goodies and. But the hunt Easter, is what, you no. go hide the eggs and all that. No, we didn't hide the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Beth's parents came over, so we did all that. It was nice. We we had fun. I, you know. Did we anybody try the matzah? Was that, did that? No, make, no, no one wants Like to something it. somebody wanted to try. <laughs> no, it feels like a punishment when you're eating that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's not as fun as what's going down for Easter. You know, people eating pierogies and all that kind of stuff and delicious foods. It's, uh, it's not a good selling point if you're trying to convince someone. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I was busy all weekend. 
I was thinking about a lot of stuff. All of a sudden, I'm sitting, and all of a sudden, I start singing Boom Boom Out Go The Lights by Pat Travers. Do you remember this song? You probably sure. don't. Oh, you do, do remember it. Yeah. Boom Boom Out Go out The Lights. Out Go The Lights. Yeah. That motherfucking song, and I said, I can't believe I'm thinking about it. It was only, I was working in Hartford, Connecticut, WCCC Radio, and I get to the station, and they have songs they like you to play. Uh, they had kind of a playlist, you know, things that Southern New England New Englanders love. Right. And Southern New England is Connecticut. I mean, I don't know, but I think they think they're in the South. I told you, it was weird. That little pocket of radio was into Bob Seger, Marshall Tucker Band, uh, you know, like, um, what was the name of that band? Black Blackfoot or something. Like, Blackfeet. You know, Blackfeet. <laughs> Blackfoot. I don't know. It was just, it was just weird. Or little feet. That's what it was. No, not little feet. I, there not is a little, little feet. feet. There is little yeah. feet, but there's um there's a song there's called a black train. Foot, I guess. Yeah, there's a tra train train. Yeah. Who does train train? Blackfoot. Fred, do you that know? That would be Blackfoot. Yeah, yeah, Blackfoot. Play a little bit of train train, but don't play boom boom. Like I'd be on WCCC, WCCC AM and FM. Good morning. I've got some Blackfoot for you now. One of Southern New England's best rock songs. And I was like, man, I, I mean, growing up, I never heard this. But you got you go work in Hartford, you play. And I was like, what's with Hartford? Like, you don't you don't hear this every day. But on the radio, you would think these guys were the Beatles. You would think Blackfoot was the Beatles. Because we played it two to three times a day. Coming at you, WCCC Blackfoot. Little harmonica introduction. Here we go. It was like they called it Southern New England, and I think they thought they dropped. What? What did you do to your mic? I'm trying. Oh, no. No. Hello? Hello? Okay, I'm back. All right. No, I'm trying to control the volume of the music. I didn't want the song to... <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I, I need... The old days of radio were much easier. No, I, I mean... I don't know. I lost my train of... It was very weird to be in something called Southern New England, and they forgot that they were in New England. They just thought they were in the Deep South. It was weird. But I'm sitting a at, lot of areas in the country, once you get out of a city, you're in the yeah. South. Yeah. And you hear Marshall Tucker and uh, Leonard Skinner and, you know, a couple of other things that you would never hear if you were in, a, in New York. It caught me off guard is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I was like from New York and to get to Hartford was about an hour drive. <laughs> and within an hour, I was in the deep south listening to this stuff. Not a bad song. It just, you know, it just took me by surprise. Uh, anyway, thank you. So I was sitting at my desk thinking about, I started singing boom, 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 out go the lights. And I'm like, wasn't that the Pat Travers band? And then I remembered that 
that was one of those songs that I played all the time on the radio and I couldn't figure out. Like I was like, this is not a hit anywhere else. It's just Southern New England's <laughs> best rock. It was a pretty good song. You sing it, pal. Boom, boom. Out go the light. You, I mean, I played this two times a show. Can you imagine? No kidding. I'm ready to go. I'm like, where, where am I living? I'm, I'm an, out, an hour, and, hour and 15, an hour and change outside of New York City. And, and this is what they're listening to. The Dukes of Hartford. Boom, boom. Out go the light. I had a lot of learning to do about the music of Southern New England. I was like, like this is like a an anomaly. Great song to shoot beer cans to. But I, I don't know. It was kind of cool. Boom, boom. Out goes the light. But. And then Why I went were on you a thinking web- of it? I mean, it I don't just know. It was- popped into your head? Yeah, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I went on the, there's a WCCC website on Facebook. Oh, yeah? Where any, I guess it's for people who used to work at WCCC. Ah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go visit the website, see who's on there. Any of the guys, but it's always, it's never the guys who worked there when I did. It's more. Like, um, guys who worked there at the very end of the radio station before it went religious. Uh huh. So I didn't know any of the guys on there, but I did know, uh, Brian Battles, I knew he's on there, but I, other than that, I didn't know anybody. All the guys who worked there when I was happening, uh, you know, when I worked there, I, I didn't know. But I got sad because the, you know, it's a radio station I worked at. It doesn't even exist anymore. The whole business has changed. It's now a religious radio station, like all day religion. So fucked up. It was one of the great rock stations. This radio station was a great station. Imagine right at the end of the dial, great rock and roll. And then right at the end of the dial, there was another one, WHCN. They had two rock stations, two really good rock stations you could listen to, go back and forth. And we had a great rivalry. We wanted to destroy those guys, WHCN. <laughs> But a lot of times they beat us because they had they had consultants. We didn't have any of that. Our, our the guy you didn't the guy spend owned, any money. <laughs> no, the guy who owned our radio station would not spend any money. <laughs> he would not. He would not. He goes. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need uh, consultants. I got you guys. I go. Yeah. Well, we're not doing too well. <laughs> Nobody here knows what we're doing. That yeah, was weird. Boom boom out go the lights. It's a pretty good song, though. I forgot that it jammed like that. You know, all you remember is boom, boom, out go the lights. This guy says it's about this guy punching his girlfriend. Is that true, Clem? Or are you what? making that up? Boom, boom, and bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's it's uh, his girlfriend is going out, and he goes, when I find her, boom, boom, out go the lights. It's about punching oh. his girlfriend out. It's a, it's a horrible wow. song. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. 
Did and he it's big. Snapper. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was like Boom Boom was like sex, and Boom Boom, out go the lights. Not at all. Are you sure? Are you making that up, or do you know that for a fact? No, he's telling 100%, the truth. That's what it oh, is. is that right, Fred? You knew that? Yeah. Yeah, I did know that. It's a actually he didn't write the song. It's a cover song by a, a harmonica artist by the name of Little Walter. It's an old oh. blues song. He didn't write it, but he covered it, and that's exactly what it's about. It's about uh, physical violence. You know, against women. Pretty intense. Yeah, yes. I should have. I should have known. When I that get her because... in my sights, boom, boom, out go the lights. Out go the lights. Oh. Wow. No wonder it's OJ's most requested song. He always used to call and go, could you it play is. Boom Boom Out Go to Lights? Yes, and, and follow that with Hey Joe. I caught it with a gun in my hand. <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's, let me wait a second. Oh, that's fucked up. I'm ready to, to fight. Turner wrote it, I bet. <laughs> and what's interesting is when you play the live version, the audience is singing along with it. Like, they're yeah, just that's what mindless. I remember in Hartford, like in the morning, like when I first signed on, I'd play the live version of Boom Boom, like, you know, out of the lights. And then, like, and later on, at yeah. And according to our program director, he said, You play this, you're going to get ratings. I go, Really? All right. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about. Boom, boom. boom, boom. You didn't know Out go was, the light. What was popular in southern New England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who knew? Oh, that's awful. Uh, Fred, play the live version where the crowd goes apeshit. That's good. Yeah, they, they... Got to wait for it a little bit. Or do you want me to cue in past the uh, guitar intro? Go, go past We had a lot of wife beaters uh, listening to us at WC. And then he gives a little intro here. Wow. All right. Go ahead. Fast forward to the part where the crowd goes nuts. I'm telling you, they were like the Beatles, these guys, because this is all we played. Takes two minutes to get into the song. Right, right. Ready to Ready fight. To fight. Yeah, they like it. I remember I knocked Fred out. We were at the concert. Boom, boom. What is it? I am smiling like a dead man. You got to admit, that's one hell of a song. All right. Thanks, Fred. That's good. It yeah, makes quite me think of that blues traveler song where he says, it doesn't matter what I sing. And, you know, when I get <laughs> to right. the chorus, the hook. you'll sing along. <laughs> Just the hook. It's called the hook. Um, yeah. I'm doing my job if you sing the hook. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that info, Clem. That's good. Uh, I got to tell you, too. I remember driving up there to get my new job. It was in my 
fucking car that looked like a mess. And I, I go up and I put the radio station on to get familiar with what the other guys are doing, comparing myself to the other DJs. And I'm hearing, you know, Bob Seger, boom, boom, out go the lights. And then I'm hearing, you know, Blackfoot, train, train. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Where am I going? I was like, I'm, I'm in the twilight zone. I just drove an hour outside of New York and now I'm like playing these songs. I wish someone would have told me Boom Boom Out Go the Lights what it was about because sadly, Beth and I made that our first dance at the wedding. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Fred could have told you. He apparently knew yeah. all this time. When we were playing that in Hartford, did you know that's what it was about, Fred? I did not know that. And uh, okay. when he started talking about it, I'm like, oh, fuck. That is what it's about because I started mm. getting into blues songs after that. And I was like, okay, little Walter, let's see what the song's all about. And wow, kind of takes you by surprise. Same thing as Hey Joe. Hey Joe, I'm, you know, I'm going to shoot my lady. I'm going down with a gun in my hand. You know, you're right. not even thinking about it when you listen to Jimmy. All right, Fred. It's enough of you. Thank you. Fred, you're I welcome. Fred. I was thinking about Fred because I was like, oh, I should tell Fred about this website so he can go on it and make comments it's probably the people i didn't know either yeah so anyway i, I yeah I, you know and then sunday nights i bum out because you know we have the radio show on mondays and i'm like oh no you know what i mean i'm like oh it feels like i'm going yeah, to school it's like all of a sudden freedom is gone and yeah. now you got to get on that schedule do you know that uh, Run for Your Life by the Beatles is about the same thing, finding your woman and killing her? What? You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, someone told me that a long time ago. But I don't believe it. I don't know. A lot of people make up shit about rock and roll. Better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Better... Coming at you, WCCC. Yeah. You played this tonight, the cold eyes. All right. Why are these Killing Your Woman songs so damn catchy, Robin? I mean, it's horrible. I don't know. But, you know, immediately I was like, yeah, we used to go around singing <laughs> down by yeah, the right. river. I shot my baby. You know, boom, boom, like, out the lights. Yeah, you know, everything was about shooting girls and beating up girls. I'm working on a song. I'm going to beat up a little girl. <laughs> Very catchy. You know, sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you, OJ. What philosophy? Stay safe. We should, it turns out 90% of songs is about beating up women. 
say it was a southern rock station but they played a lot of southern rock yeah in back, in, back early, in my uh, day 90s. yeah 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 in early not the 90s, 90s late 80s. 80s late 80s yeah it was very weird but it, yeah, but no, it got know, ratings with uh yeah i grew up with the whole hcn ccc rivalry thing man i grew up in connecticut and it was great music at the end though right right all right thank you cares He didn't understand what I'm saying. I didn't say it was a Southern rock station, but they played a lot of Southern rock. And he's redeeming them for playing better music later on. I mean, you're just talking about the era. Right. <laughs> talking about when I was there. So come on, get with it. Gary, cancel his subscription. See if you can find out who he is and don't allow him to listen anymore. You can't follow what I'm talking about. Okay, so where was I? Let's get to, um, there's a whole bunch of things to talk about. First of all, I do want to mention a lot of fans wrote me. A lot oh of fans my. wrote me. Yeah, I know. Don't, 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 don't embarrass me. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. You know I have a medical yeah, situation. Yeah, that wasn't even real, wasn't it? Uh, it was just that was real. a funny noise. Uh, <laughs> that was real. Uh, but the comedy level is amazing. Big laughs on this show. Um, anyway. I got a lot of mail about Ronnie's wedding vows, and most of it, but I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. But one of the big comments was, uh, and you know, I was shocked by it, is Ronnie kind of was talking about this wedding he's planning, and I was telling him, but the vows, you got to make your vows romantic, you do it for your woman. Um, But, but then he kind of slipped and let out that he's so upset about the cost of the wedding, that he's making her pay, Stephanie pay, in. He goes, Half yeah. or something. He goes, we, yeah. we got a pot. Uh, we, we both contributed to the pot. And I go, dude, you're going to make a girl who's a vet tech. She's on her feet all day working with animals. What could she be making? You know what I'm saying? You're going to make her pay for the wedding, dude. Really? What are you doing? Well, people agreed with me. Ah, they were like, don't do it, Ronnie. I think I embarrassed him out of it. I'm pretty sure he's not going to stick with that because that's I'm good with him. Yeah. When I criticize him, and no, 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 no. Just like a little bit. I wasn't going to, you know, just to bust balls. You know, he downplays it. But uh, this guy's like, hey, Ronnie, do not make your wife, your future wife pay for the wedding. You got money, dude. Loosen up. You can't take um, it with you, as they say, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people were talking about, uh, you know, hey, Ron, you giving any thought to what I said? I'm sure you could change your mind. You're not going to make her pay, right? What are you talking about, dude? We, it's it's just the thing we're doing, okay? Wait a second. Are you fucking kidding me, really, with this? Why are you making her pay? I'm not 
not making her do anything. This why is what she you, wanted. Why? No, she didn't. You were yeah, bitching don't tell about me the what, car. You know what? You, don't, you're you not, said you don't know everybody's brain, okay? No, you said you were bitching about the cost, and she said, "I'm going to pay." Bitching, I'm just. Yeah, you are. You're bitching. You're bitching about the cost. Listen, you worry about your life, and I'll worry about mine. Okay. Did this yeah, you get you closer to having a wedding when she said she would chip in? No. But that's what he said the other day. Now he's embarrassed. Yeah. No, that's not what I said. He said, this shit, but she's going to pay for some of it. So, you know, like that. Like, in other words, it was getting out. The guest list don't, was don't getting out. Don't worry about what's going on in my house, okay? You got, how much you know? is she paying in? Don't Be worry honest. about what's going on in my house, okay? I do. I do, no, because don't. you know, if I don't, don't, you fuck everything up. No, I'm not fucking anything up, okay? Where's, where's okay. that jar? You have no, so idea, what you, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and first of all, I do know what I'm talking she's about. She's making I don't very think good she's, money. She's not work. She's not in the hospital anymore. She's in right, She's now. a vet she's tech. Making, she's, no, she's not. She's a vet tech, but she's not doing that anymore. Oh, what's she doing? She's working for a company that buys up hospitals, and she's like a troubleshooter for the company. She oh. hires and fires and stuff like that. She's an executive now. She making over a hundred grand a year, close to it. Wow! So I guess she's got to pay up for the wedding. I'm not saying she's got to pay. Oh, stop it! Well, Please. what are you saying? Why don't you release her from that? You're crazy. Yeah. Okay. You worry about yourself, dude. Okay. When you get don't married, about, you're going to be pulling your money. To, you're going to be pulling your money together. Why put up the? And that's what setup? we're doing now. Okay. Right. So why? Holy cow, this guy. Yeah, holy cow. Oh my I was showing some... you, Howard, since he moved out there, he's under the influence of others. Right. What are you talking about? What are you anymore? fucking talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm showing a picture yesterday to my family that's all over here. I go, yeah, you know, we were talking about Ronnie's weddings coming up and we're saying you're going to go to Vegas. I said, and someone was telling me Vegas is running out of water. They're saying in oh, a couple we're not of years, running out of water. No, Jesus that's Jesus Christ. They're saying, what are you talking yeah. about? This was this was in the newspaper that um, they're they're having a ration the water out that they're running out of water that soon. You know, like in Arizona, this is happening too. That you could pay more for water than you do for like gasoline or something. Someone was telling me like water costs money. It call, it's called living in the desert, Howard. Uh, hello. No it be, the, my water, my it be, water bill is, my water bill is half of what it was in New York. Don't even fucking All I'm there, telling dude. you is, imagine Ronnie went out to Vegas and then he runs out of water. Yeah. That would okay. be funny. <laughs> Ronnie walking around. You got something to drink? We have dude. to send Ronnie water. <laughs> Ronnie's like, don't empty yeah. the pool. We, you need that for drinking water. Right. For cleaning the dishes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But anyway, um, so everyone was discussing Ronnie. And yeah, I well, everybody that, shouldn't be dis discussing Ronnie, okay? So everyone, they, so every, they should be like discussing my, my brother their own Doug family, was, their own life, okay? My brother-in-law Doug about is, Ronnie. Doug, so my much more interesting. Yeah. No, it's not. My brother-in-law Doug was asking me questions about Ronnie. He goes, what's going on, Ronnie? And I said, he goes, did he live in a shithole in New York, you know, and then got a better house in Vegas? I said, no, just the opposite. Ronnie invested in real estate pretty well. He had a really... He had a great house in Queens that was in Whitestone, right near the bridge. So it was a hop, skip, and a jump into the city. Plus, he lived on a cul-de-sac. He made a pretty fucking penny on that house. 
Then he went down to Vegas, got himself a big spread. He goes, is he like living in a palace? I go, no, but he's got a nice house with a pool. He definitely upped his you know lifestyle. See, Ron, it wasn't all negative. I was I was complimenting you. And then I said, and and my and my sister in law Amy didn't know much about Ronnie. She goes, Well, he's getting married. How nice. I go, Yeah. I said, um, he's seventy three and his wife is thirty five. She no, goes, She's what? forty. Oh, she's forty? Okay. So she goes, uh what? I go, Yeah, you got you want to see a picture? So we got out uh, Stephanie's Instagram. Showed my sister in law Stephanie. She goes, She's marrying him? I go, yeah, and you would think he's doing her a favor the way he's acted. Make it, I said Not he's doing her, her pay. a favor. I said he, he said she's make he's making her pay for the wedding. She goes, "You're kidding." I said it's hey, a I'm man's making world. A, yeah, I'm, I'm not sitting I'm here just with telling a gun. you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what the conversation was. They couldn't believe how hot she was. We were passing the phone around looking at Stephanie and I was like, "Yeah." And she's She's got to pay to marry him. Yeah, she's got to pay to marry. Him. That was the door. That was the thing. Yeah, that was good, the. That good. Was... Why don't you talk to her about it and see her opinion on it? Okay, leave me alone. I'm asking you. You're the man. I'm telling, and I'm telling you, she. This was all, both our idea together. We sat down and oh, talked about it. Why? What? Tell me how that happened. What do you mean? Why did you have her... the same idea she had? Why couldn't you have a different idea? Like, no, I'll pay, honey. Why don't you don't pay you if you're pay. so worried about it? I'm just why would asking she pay a for your wedding? <laughs> well, why, why are you breaking my balls? We're doing it the way we want to do it, okay? The way you want to do it. Yeah. I'm sure there's other people who got married on that work on this show that both the, both the people paid. They <laughs> put their money together that? and paid. Okay? Hold yeah, on, bang the fucking door, you pricks. <laughs> Hey, Bernie Mac, how are you? Yeah, Bernie Mac. I had, you know, you know, I had to come back from the motherfucking dead to roast this cheap son of a bitch, Ronnie. What the fuck is going on with you? Right. How in the fuck you let a woman pay for your mm. wedding? You know what they say. If your ass is cheap, she ain't shoving that dildo too deep. Kick it! <laughs> <laughs> wow. But even Bernie Mac came, Bernie Mac came back from the dead to yell at you. Mad with you. Crying you old cheap ass motherfucker. You got that young pussy and she paying? You must have a 10 no, inch dick. We're Kick it! Paying. He's going to pay for the whole thing. Don't worry. Right. I, I'll get a hold of him. Right. Yeah, you get a hold of me. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you get a hold of me for. Yeah. You're not going to make her pay money, dude. How much could she be paying? She paying Don't half? worry about it. Half? Don't worry about it. Look at this. Uh, someone wrote, if Ronnie is so wonderful, why is he making Stephanie pay for her own wedding? Someone set up a GoFundMe for that little man. <laughs> See what I mean? People are talking. I don't I'm give a you what people say, okay? I do. I care what yeah, people good. say about you. You, you know, you got to. Okay. You're a main guy on the show. You can't be, uh, be out there getting this kind of feedback from the fans. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Okay. I'm worried about it. Crying. They're gonna King lose of all blacks for you, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. King of all blacks had a strong take on this. Yeah, good. For another him. guy. Yeah, another let's see what he had to shit. say. I love Ronnie, but the reason why he's asking his wife, his uh, 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 fiance, 
Stephanie to pay half is because he's only halfway into it. He thinks he's too old to marry her, and, and, and I get it. And he feels like she's wasting her life with him. And he shouldn't feel like that because I genuinely feel like she loves him. But he has to convince himself of that. That's why he's making her pay half because he's angry at the fact that he's yes. older than her. That's where it all lies. And he'll never admit it. He'll never admit it. Don't even ask him. These are the facts. There's he's a right. sex he... word as denial. And he's in denial. Listen to this, Ron. He's right. Oh, she he's so right. She hears you bitching about the wedding and not one. You know, like, you know how it's you are. not true, And so she dude. feels bad. So she's like, you no, know she what, I'll pay some money in God. so you don't feel so bad. You know? Right. OJ wrote me, wrote, right on, Ronnie. Make her ass pay for it. Right. <laughs> I'll make her pay go. for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, as far as the wedding vows go, and Ronnie should come up with something romantic. I, I coached him on that. People, another, uh, saw, another thing they should mind their fucking business. Uh, <laughs> I side with Ronnie on this uh, fan wrote. The oh, ceremony yeah? is bullshit. The party afterwards is way more important. I understand that it's her first wedding, but society places too much emphasis on a ceremony based on stupid traditions. There you go. Um, Howard, Ronnie is not an emotional guy, and I'm sure Stephanie is already aware and accepting of that. He has his own way of making her day special. Yeah, if she doesn't know me by now, after 16 and a half years, I don't know, you know. Yeah, there's a but problem. come on. There's a fucking problem. A, can I say something in all sincerity? You got to stop being such a hard ass. Open your heart up a little bit. Come on. Yeah. You can admit your hard love ass. and you, you're a hard ass. You yeah, I'm a hard you ass. You think it's macho to, Dude, you know. wait, wait. Yeah, I know you, man. Ahead, you How many years talking, I know I'll you. listen. Go ahead. How many years do I? Okay. <laughs> keep talking. I'll listen. All right. Fine. What were you speaking Fine. Now, what are you going to say? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say you're not letting me. Yeah. I'm saying that I know your affect. You think you're like, you know, a hard-ass, tough guy, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Right. When it comes to a woman who's going to marry you, I mean, how many times in your life you get married? I mean, you, you get married, she's young and pretty and... You know, and what she really is looking for is to get a, stand in front of her friends and have you be a little bit romantic. So, you know, you could drop the hard ass thing and say, sit down and say, you know what? Here's what I love about my woman. Here's what I love. She's the best. She makes me happy. She melts my heart. You know, open your heart to Stephanie the way you opened your asshole. Right. <laughs> Wide open. Bend over. Take it. Uh, you know? I hear you. Robin, you're giggling, I'm but I'm giving him good manly no, I'm advice. I'm not giggling, I'm listening. <laughs> I hear you. I'm just saying that you must open your heart that day. You really must. It's a it's a thing you're going to have to do. And if that psychiatrist you're going to is worth his salt, he should be saying to you, Ron, stop it. It's okay to love. It's okay to say, I yeah, I need okay. you. I love you. I want you. I desire you. You're my special person that I hold above all others. That's good. That's there good. I go. hear it. That's what, there that's you, what go, you gotta man. do. You all said right. it you, now. I don't even have to say it. Oh, boy. No, you do have to say it. What, who am I to Stephanie? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm recording all of this and I just play. Okay, it. good. It's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Here's a girl who uh, says she's hot and she's turned on by Ronnie's attitude. 
Go ahead, man. Not, no attitude, dude. There's no right. attitude. Right. I don't know what... It's so fucking hot. This is every woman's dream. Oh, my God. I've always wanted to pay for my own wedding, Ronnie. I'm playing with myself. Oh, my God. You're so old and cheap. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me the bill for the venue, Daddy. Give me the bill harder. Oh, my God. I'm gonna fucking... Some women like it. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, 50, they love it. 50. All right, honey. Calm down. Anyway, there you go. So Ronnie getting a lot of feedback from the fans. Yeah, good for, good for Ronnie. By the way, Ronnie and Perlman, Mike Perlman, were going at it last week. And someone made an observation in the uh, fan mail about Mike Perlman. Uh, yeah. ever, notice, ever notice how much Mike Perlman flubs his words? He can't pronounce hypnotized. He says hypnotized. So here I went back and I listened. And I think <laughs> the fans listen? are right. Yeah, I think Mike says hypnotized. Uh, take take a listen to this and tell me if you can hear it. What if right. you hypnotize yourself a little bit before you go down yeah, there, Ronnie? Got you know, like to do something. Like Mike your... Tyson used to hypnotize himself before. I mean, his trainer used to hypnotize him before fights. Why don't you go hypnotize yourself to be this loving, <laughs> like, a, like a Howard guy? Gary. <laughs> I didn't even go. notice that. Hypnotize. Hypnotize. Mm -hmm. Wow. There you go. How exciting. King of all blacks. I just played your comment. What do you want now? No, I, I was just trying to iterate that I do love Romney. I do. I like to bust his balls. But at the end of the day, I do understand where he's coming from. You know, he, he just thinks he's too old and he's blaming. Huh. He, he, he thinks that her feelings are not real because he's an old man. But I truly think right. he loves him. You well, know, why is he making he, her pay then? Because because I'm he's not making her pay. It. Yes, you are. Yeah, okay. you're talking her into it. She doesn't want to I'm pay not for talking her own wedding. Into I never anything. heard of the bride Jesus. paying for her own wedding. You know why? You never, you never heard. You never heard a couple get together and make their own wedding. You never heard of that. You're too old it's, for it's that. Unheard you, already, you got money. It's unheard of, right? With you. How do you yeah, know what I, I fucking have, dude? You I know, know what, what you I have. have. I know yeah. what you mean. You got money to pay for a wedding. You got oh, money fuck. to pay for the whole wedding. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, you try to act like you were some fucking truck driver all your life. You was working with Howard. You, you made money? He made good Come money. On. He's got money. He made, He's a, listen, yeah, he, got he ain't money. a billionaire, but he got enough for a wedding. Yeah, but he's making her pay half because he's angry. He's yeah, angry. All right, all right. Okay, okay. I'm angry. You're upsetting him. Mike, you ever notice you say hypnotize? Yeah, I know. It's pronounced uh, hypnotize, but I say it like an idiot, I guess. Hypnotize. I mean, what I'm saying is fans. <laughs> hypnotize. hypnotize. Yeah. I like how you say it better. Hypnotize. Hypnotize. It's a better word. Yeah. Hypnotize. It's easier to say. It's easier. Right. <laughs> Hypnotize. I don't know. It, it requires a lot of effort. I don't like it. It does. The end. Well, anyway, uh, what do you think about Ronnie uh, having his wife pay for the wedding? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I guess if you're, a, if you're a young couple starting out, you know, it's probably more orthodox to split it. Ronnie's an older guy now. I mean, I don't know his financial situation. I know Ronnie's probably all right. He's um, all right. Yeah, okay. Everybody's counting my fucking money now, it, huh? It, so I don't know, Ronnie. I mean, yeah. you know, 
it's, it's, yeah. it's you don't a, know the fucking shit I have to pay for. So don't I'm sure. I'm sure. You, I'm, no, I'm sure okay. you're spending a lot of money. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I guess that's the uh, kind of situation they have worked out. Was, uh, Good. All right. Well, I was just trying to help. I don't know. Ronnie's taking it the wrong way. What do you have to pay for? What are you paying? Thanks for the help. Hold on a second. Don't worry about what I have to pay for. You know what hey, I have wait to a, pay for. Wait a second, Dude, Ronnie. You know exactly what I have to pay for. We've talked fake, about all that years it's ago. Fa it's fake Mike Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike makes a pretty good point. You know, I think Ronnie, he's got a lot of stress going into this wedding. You know, you want to seem happy. So if he hypothesizes himself before he goes into the hall, you know, right. just a little hemicism to go in. I think that'll look a lot better. You know, maybe he'll get that scowl off his face, you know, put a smile, maybe see him smile, you know. So you, 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 you are into hypnotism? Yeah, I think you got to spemicize him when you go in and prophesize him <laughs> to go in, you know. But Ronnie's upset because, you know, I can understand it, you know, like him in right. that situation. Like, you know, people, the people at the staff, they might confuse him like, oh, like the groom's father, like walked on the stage or. Oh, the grandfather, the bride is up there. Like, we got to move him. So this is a high-stress situation for Ronnie. Yeah. And you think... What about your own it? fucking deal over there, pal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to emphasize myself. But listen, yeah. that's what you got to do, Ron. Come on. You're into yeah, self-hypnosis? You do, you do hypnotism? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I emphasize myself a little bit. Yeah, and then I have a nice uh, protein smoothie, which I'm going to make one right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> for your workout <laughs> yeah a little pre-workout you know before you uh before you synthesize everything together all right okay all right well thank you yeah. you know when when ronnie yeah. said that he he um he he listens to those scotch marin tapes every day on a daily basis that's like in your routine i remember you said that last week ron yeah, what so. is that like what does that do for you it just calms you down the anxiety you have yeah. going on in your head yeah what kind of anxiety do you got going on i got plenty but you're not doing anything all day. Don't worry what I do. You worry about yourself, dude. That's what I'm saying. Don't worry about it. I, worry I, I about yourself. I got to worry about you, man. No, you don't have to worry about me. I do have me. to worry, worry about, about you. Worry about yourself, okay? It's my your job life, to worry about you. Your kids, you know. You assigned him to worry about hair's you. He has fallen out. <laughs> worry about all that kind of shit, okay? <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Head, I mean, dude. I never even... Uh, <laughs> I never even thought about shit. that. Ronnie's hypnotizing himself, and why like, is he so stressed out? That about? was a pretty big revelation. I thought, like you know, he, he at the end of the day, he sits there and he puts on the Scotch Marin tapes. And what's and going what's on in your head? Is it the wedding stuff, or this is something you've been doing Don't prior worry to the about wedding? What's going on in my oh, head? I'm concerned about you, man. I'm yeah, you're so concerned. You. You're out there yeah. all is it about the concern? Yeah, I'm out here all by myself. Ron. Oh my god! But, I yeah. mean, it's a legit question. Are you hypnotizing yourself because of the stress of the wedding? Dude, don't worry about it, okay? No, I'm just I'm asking. Fine. Dude, I'm I'm, it's not that I'm worried. I'm just saying, are you okay? I have anxiety. I don't know. What the fuck, okay? Yeah. What are you Ronnie's anxious about? Ronnie's all wired up. You know, like Mike. Like, doesn't Ronnie, you ever see uh, Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant? That's what we like, remind you yeah, yeah. yeah, I walk around with my cock hanging out like the Bad Lieutenant. He doesn't know. No, he's almost way. like the first scene in that movie, <laughs> you know, where Harvey Keitel, you know, he's picking up his kids to school and he's yelling at him. He goes, the fuck's the matter with you? And he 
But <laughs> you mice of men. What are you mice of men? You know, that, that reminds me of Ronnie. Yep. Well, this, if, 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 if there was going to be a guy to play Ronnie in a movie, it'd be Harvey Keitel. Specifically that character in, uh, in, oh, yeah. in, in Bad Lieutenant. That first scene just resembles Ronnie so much. Yeah, just put a ridiculous mustache <laughs> on him and then it's Ronnie. You know? <laughs> Are the Scott Schmierin tapes working, Ron? Is, is this yeah, a fine. Version of, They're yeah, great. You seem calmer. You do seem calmer. Yeah, I am very calm. Notice that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long you when I get on, especially when I get on here, I'm very, very calm. <laughs> how long have you been hypnotizing yourself? Every day. Wow. For how long? As long as the tape is. No, I mean, I mean, no, how no, it's, no. Like, it's like 30 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, how long have you been doing it? Like, how many weeks? I've been doing it since he gave me the shit. How long ago was that? I don't know. It's a while. It's probably a couple of years. Oh, right. Ronnie. You've been hit Ronnie. You really get into a state of hypnosis when you do the tape? Yeah, hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who snaps you out of it? Like, don't you need to, don't you need him there to snap you out of it? Isn't it? Dangerous? No, I, I pass out and I pass out when I wake up. I'm fine. I don't know. Maybe that all that shit's fucking your head up, bro. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> you think that's why he's tame yeah, here? Yeah, he's doing it every day. Yeah. He's nice. Falling asleep to it. Not yeah. every day. That's why he goes to the glasses store. He comes back look, looking like a wacko. You know, he's under hypnosis <laughs> like this. <laughs> are these tapes, are they on a cassette? Like, are you no, it's cassette? on my phone. It's on my oh, phone. On phone. All right, take it easy. And is he talking to you personally, or is it just no, like a general no, thing? No, it's, oh, okay. it's, a, it's a general tape hmm. All right. wow. that, he put, that he puts out. I have two of them. Now, are there other things that you've tried for your anxiety? Like, did you do, you know, yoga Dude, or something Dude, what the fuck like are you, some kind of fucking doctor or something? <laughs> what are you asking me to shit? I'm just concerned. Yeah, you're concerned. You're I not am concerned. concerned about, Ryan, you're not you fucking, don't understand, you're such a liar, man. You're a guy so we saw every shit. day. You're a guy yeah, that I saw guy, every single day. And then all of a sudden like day. that, you're gone. You're on the other side yeah. of the country. We don't see you. That's I good. see you on a fucking screen every day. It's fucking awesome. And you got a lot going on. You should appreciate the fact that you got people over here caring about you, man. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm getting yelled at. You know, at you tell me you got anxiety this. and you're listening yeah. to fucking tapes and you're passing I got what? out. Anxiety? And you're watching, uh, you know, what kind of lifestyle is that over there? You're watching uh, <laughs> NYPD Blue reruns of NYPD Blue. And yeah. I get all these, I see all these things about you. Feel you feel he's sitting around watching TV too much? He's letting his brain go. What is I mean, right. that's all I'm doing. Yeah. All right. Well, you're worried. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Ralph, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, now. Hey, I got to defend Ronnie a little bit here. Uh, you know, first of all, traditionally, the bride and her family pay for the wedding. Okay, yeah, we have that. I mean, okay, that, but wait. That goes out the window when you hit a certain age. Let me, all right, a certain age. But also, Ronnie doesn't even want this wedding. So I feel she's lucky he's paying for anything. It's not like he's, you know, King Creases sitting on like a do pile of money. No, but, but listen. Less. So you so he you you put you pull not, your resources. He's he's, he's he's not a billionaire. You know what right. I mean? All right, go ahead. Yeah, he thinks I got a big fucking bank account. I know what you everything. got. No, I don't you say don't. you got a huge bank account. How do you, you got, know? You got enough money to pay for the wedding. You know huh? you do. You telling right. me you're you're on fumes now? You don't have enough money for your wedding? Did I say it was on fumes? Did I say it was on fumes? You're making it sound like that. That's my life on fumes. Well, yeah, we know your story. You ain't marrying anybody. <laughs> all right. Stephanie's going to, yo, she's going to pay all this money to see Ronnie, you know, 
commandeered a DJ set. You know, sweet Caroline, you know, screaming all night. Well, don't worry about it. Don't don't fucking show up then, okay? You won't have to worry about it. No, I love you, Ronnie. We all know you. Let's not. Yeah, just don't come, okay? You don't have to worry about it then. No, we love you. Didn't you just buy? Didn't you just buy yourself a new car? We both did. All right, so you got we both got new cars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What'd you get? What, what do you car? care? You don't I, care. I am interested. You don't. What you don't like car? cars, so what do you care? I'm interested to hear what you got. Yeah. What'd you get? Dodge, Dodge Daytona Scat Pack Charger, last call edition. Okay. They're not making them after this year. They're not making them. They're going electric. What color did you get? It's all black. Yeah, he always likes black. What about the interior? Black. All black. Blacked out. Did you put tints yeah. on it? Blacked out. <laughs> Blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't go find you know. What's the scat pack? It's a package that comes with the car. Okay? Don't worry about it. Look it up. I'm not gonna go into detail. Ronnie told 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 everyone it has a plaque on it. What does that mean, Mike? I don't know. Plaque. It, it has a plaque under the hood that it's a last. It's called the last call. Oh, okay, all oh, right, right. Okay. Oh. It means they're not making them anymore. So it's actually a collector's edition. Well, that had to cost you a pretty penny. Yeah, it's no. a last call, like me. <laughs> no, my boys at the Dodge dealer here took care of me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's I why I can't pay for the be. wedding because I got to pay for all the gas that goes in my scat pack. Uh, it could be 485 horsepower, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. With last call on the car and Ronnie's driving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, want, I wonder if Ronnie All has to like ask, ask what the is NASCAR that? friends. You know, is Ronnie like asking the NASCAR friends for their approval before what he NASCAR friends, you stupid fuck? You know, <laughs> Kurt Bush, all those. They're not NASCAR friends. They're friends. Like, who recommend? Like, where'd you get? I know you always like Dodge Chargers, but where? Like, did you? Dude, I just got rid of. I had a Challenger for fucking five years. What I are know. you talking about? And then you got, you know, you I had, had a Challenger, Challenger before. I had a Challenger before that. You moron! It's pretty much so the same car. One's got a two about. two door. One's the four door version of it. That's pretty much yeah. the difference between the two of those, right? No, it's not. It's yeah, a whole it different fucking car. You don't know anything about no. What made cars. you want to go for the cha- the, uh, the charger shit. now? What do you okay. want to go for the charger now for? Has a little more room in it. Okay. Now this is a four door. Yeah, it's a four door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, that's what you, you wouldn't even know if it's a charger is a four yes, door. Yes, I would. See? I just told You're you that. Stupid. I just You're told you the difference between ass. the two of them. You don't know nothing. I just told you the difference between the two of them, Ronnie. You know, you told me the difference. I own both of them, and you're telling me the difference. Challenges the four door, charges the four door. Oh, the other way around. The other way around. I'm sorry. Mm. According to you, they're both four doors. You just right, said four doors. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You know, you see, you're running the your mouth. And you don't the know challenges the two door, the charges the four yeah. door. I'm sorry. You're right. The three door. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have a three door? Yeah. Yeah. yeah three challenges door. the three door. And the challenge is the four door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the back door. Right. Do you go to like Kurt Bush and ask his approval? Like, do you say, hey, what do you think of me getting yes. a car? Oh, yes, of course you I did. did. I, ca- I oh, thought so. Definitely. I called him. I said, Kurt, 
I said, what kind of car should I get, man? No, what just kind of like, Kurt, what do you think is cool? You know, because he knows cars. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, I had a, yeah. I had a call, Kurt, you know. Uh, you see? And then I sat, down, I sat down, I sat down, I sat down with the dude at Tobin Dodge and I said, listen, I, I don't know what to do, man. I, I don't know what is the charger and what is the challenger. I have no clue. <laughs> what the guy at Tobin Dodge think of you making Stephanie pay for the wedding when you buy new cars? Stephanie's paying for a car too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How are you guys getting to the venue? What are you doing? A limo? We're walking. <laughs> no, come we on. Can't afford, a... We can't afford a limo. Why would we have to take anything? That's where we're going to be. Oh, everything okay. is in one place. Everything in is in place. one all place. Right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. We don't have to take all anything right. anywhere. Just calm the fuck down. Do worry about you your better, own you, shit. Like you I better said. go. Uh, and you better go home, listen. Okay. To, you better go listen yeah. to your Scott Schmeren tapes. All right. Thank you, Ronnie. I, I wish you best with the with thank the you, wedding. Ron. You're the one who brought this up. Thank All you, right, I, I think it's great. And, uh, and I'm going thank you. on record. I'm not paying for the Manny Petty. I'm not paying for the facials or the spray tan. That's all on her ass. Right. If she wants That's those things, let her pay for it. She Absolutely. wants that shit. Exactly. That's right. optional. Got it. You well, want a new fucking right, car? Go. Pay for your fucking car. Pay. Right. 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 Thank you, Ronnie. Thank there you both, you uh, Mike yeah. Bowman's. And thank you. Thank you. Uh, and tell everybody in your house, don't worry about it. Everything's good. All right. Thank you. Okay. Don't right. worry about it. I see my wife, and there's my nephew. Come on over, honey. See? This is my whole crowd. This is my nephew, Luke, and this is... Uh... Can you hear? Can you hear me? You hear me now. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Want to get on air? You want to give a shout-out to anybody? Who do you want to say hi to? Any of your friends? Anybody? You can... Uh, anybody listen to the show that you know? No. 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 Your, well, say hi to your dad. He's probably listening. He doesn't listen. He'll, only in the car. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. It's a well, lot. It's a fun. lot. It's a lot. <laughs> what do you guys... Did it stop raining? It did. I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be nice. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah. I was cool. nervous. I know. Yeah. When, when family comes and it's raining, you know... It's not easy you feel responsible. They're not going to have a good time in the great Florida we uh, weather. Yeah. Well, Are you having a good time? Yeah. 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 He's playing. He's really good with the animals. He's helping me in the foster room. Well, that's good. All right. He likes Pugsley. Yeah. Cute. Got to admit, it's, it's a pretty cool setup, isn't it? Me being on the radio right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. He looks cool, huh? I'm telling you, it's a good career move. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Think it through. And uh, Luke is a good basketball player, top ah. basketball player. Yeah, we've been hanging out. We've been having a good time. Had a fun time with the kids yesterday. We were playing this or that. Would oh, you rather this? Would, it's a game. You go, would you uh -huh. rather this? Like I'd say to you, Robin, would you rather date Ronnie the limo driver or Rupert Murdoch? Who would you rather date? Uh, you, rather? you have to I answer. Yeah. I have to you, answer? You have to answer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway you think about that robin we want to know the answer did they ask you that luke <laughs> we i asked luke a bunch of questions i asked him uh he asked me a question who was better green lantern or aquaman i think it was ah and i i told him it's a no-brainer green lantern was much better than aquaman and you know why robin aquaman just hangs out with fish and swim. Yeah, he's got to be in the water. Right. 
Green Lantern, he goes to other planets. He's got a ring. Don't ask. You should see the intellectual conversations we have with the kids. <laughs> They're really learning a lot. Now they know. Now they know. All right, listen, I'm going to take a break, but I must first thank. I'm trying to gauge my time here. You know, one of the things over the weekend that uh, was confusing me that I'm trying to understand, and for the life of me, I cannot. I wish someone would explain it to me. I know you can't explain it to me because you think the same way I do on this topic. Okay. But um, I was watching the TV. And or I don't know on the Internet, who knows what I'm watching these days, but I'm watching and there's a transsexual woman. In other words, she was born a man and then she became a woman Mm -hmm. and she's evidently a big deal on the Internet. I never heard of her before. They called her a transsexual actress. And I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know what she's been in. Yeah, I don't know her. I don't know anything about her, but okay. She's born a dude. She feels she's a woman. And now now she's on the Internet and people like her. Uh, and uh, I guess she got again. I don't understand it. She got a deal with Budweiser to I guess she's got some kind of promotional deal with Budweiser light Bud Light. The beer. I don't know if it's a promotional deal, but they sometimes make uh, a special batch for somebody celebrating something. And she yeah. was celebrating her 365th day of living as a woman. Okay. And so- they made up some cans for her with her picture on them and sent right. them to her. And then she presented them on, you know, her social media account. Oh, okay. So in other words, there were cans of beer with her picture on it. Yeah. That they made some limited But it said edition. Bud Light, right? Yeah. Okay. And then I saw Kid Rock, who's been on our show many times. He went, he, Kid Rock and Travis Tritt lost their shit over this beer can thing. And I saw a video of Kid Rock took out like one of these assault rifles or I don't know what it is, AR, whatever. And he blew up the cans of beer. He was very upset, and he doesn't want to drink Bud Light. He doesn't want, he said, fuck you, Budweiser. Fuck and Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch is what he said. Yeah. And I went, and then this guy, Travis Tritt, who I guess is a fucking country guy. Country I don't even guy, know him. Yeah. I know the name, but I don't know his songs. But he lost his shit over the beer can, too. And um, he's, I forget his statement. Maybe I got the statement. Do I have it, guys? I don't think so, Howard. But basically, no, okay. he said that he will no longer have any Anheuser-Busch products backstage at his concerts or in his rider. And then he made a point to say, I'm saying this out loud. I'm sure there's a lot of other people who feel the same way but won't say it out loud. But I'm saying it. Well, I got to tell you. I, I thought, well, there must be a piece of this story that I'm missing. And I don't know why I'm not bothered by gay people or transsexual people. I don't really, I don't, they don't impact my life. They don't hurt my life. I love when people are in love. You want to be a woman, be a woman. You want to be a dude, be a dude, be whatever you fucking want. As long as you ain't hurting anybody, I'm on your team. I don't understand how if it doesn't really affect you, like her doing whatever she did, yeah, but, but, doesn't but here's my change question. what, uh, you know, Kid Rock's life 
So how could he be that upset? That's I would like upset. to know. I mean, I wish I could call Kid Rock and have him come on the show and just tell me what is it you why are you so upset about this? Like how is it hurtful? I don't know why he got so upset. And I know uh Bob. He's a Kid Rock, they call him. I I know him. I can't imagine I mean, he's got a great life. He transitioned from some kid in Michigan to a rock superstar. And um and that was a good transition. But why would he care? In other words, I, I'm not, I'm really dumbfounded by why someone would care so much that they would blow up a can of, of Bud Light and say, fuck Anheuser-Busch. I don't get it. And they've got to tell everybody how upset they are. It's not like, yeah. oh, I'm personally upset. No, they have to announce how upset they are. And I'm, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why. You know why he would be upset about it, or this guy Travis Tritt, who I don't know him. I know Kid Rock, but yeah, I don't know Travis Tritt at all. And I remember Kid Rock when he started because uh, I'm a fan, and he used to dress up. He used to do our show. He would wear a feather boa. You know when he first started out with, mm -hmm. um, maybe even a mink coat. You know what I mean? He was flamboyant in his own way. He he expressed himself in his own way and. And I'm sure people pushed against him because he was out on the edge and he was, you know, music, moving music forward. It wasn't the traditional, usual kind of thing that he was doing. And I'm sure right. people said it was wrong or told him not to do it or, you know, tried to, to steer him in other ways. But he wanted to, you know, he fought for the right to do it his way. Listen, maybe these guys were tricked or something into banging um Somebody transgender or something. I don't know what the, <laughs> but there's some, they really bent out of shape. Now, now I know Kid Rock, he banged Pam Anderson. Nothing would upset me after that. If I banged Pam Anderson multiple times, I mean, I'm talking about you Pam. You can't even imagine ever being upset about anything again. Oh my God. I would just stare at my dick and say, can you believe what we accomplished <laughs> in our life? We fucked Pam Anderson. Well, I thought about that too. And I said, who's a bigger, fan or proponent of lgbtq people than pam anderson you know, and i'm I, wondering I, is this a reaction to the you know the marriage not working out i'm trying to think what would upset me so much that i'd go outside with my gun and start shooting up beer cans you know what I mean? I mean, I don't even You've know. You've never done that. <laughs> no, You've I've never, never done, done it. I don't. Nothing's ever upset yeah. that. I've had some fucked up shit happen in my life, and I haven't gone out and shot anything up. And I'm I'm pretty good with a gun. You know me. Um, but I, I feel Kid Rock. His songs are all about living life the way you want, and yeah. like kind of saying, you know what, man, I'm doing my thing, man, and fuck you if you're not with me. He was always. And I don't know what Travis Tritt's about, and I don't know what what these other people are saying, but Travis Tritt's statement was, other artists who are deleting Anheuser-Busch products from their hospitality rider might not say so in public for fear of being ridiculed and canceled. I have no such fear. I would like to interview the guy. I, I really would, and I, I'm not coming from a place... Of like, hey, fuck you. I'm coming from a place where like, I just want to understand why you care so much about this a young woman who wants to 
be a woman and wants to and is excited to have a deal with Anheuser Busch. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world that are yeah, much more I don't upsetting get than a woman having her face on a Bud Light can. Well, a lot of this shit, a lot of this hate comes from the religious kind of aspect that this is somehow against God. But I know Kid Rock, he ain't all that religious, is he? And and I don't know which maybe Travis Tritt is. I don't know him. But a lot of people bent out of shape about this uh, uh, a transgender woman having a deal with Anheuser-Busch. I, I don't know. It, it isn't even a deal. They just sent her some beers with her face on it. Right. You can't. They're not available to the public. They're not ever going to be. Well, I heard Nike gave her a deal to support to promote their Nike bra, sports bra. Okay. And um, and, they, and then the weirdest thing is, forget those guys. The weirdest human being on the planet is Caitlyn Jenner, who I think is, I think she doesn't know she's transgender or something, <laughs> but she used to be Bruce Jenner. And she's mad at Nike for working with this this uh, trans activist and says Why? it's an outrage. Yeah, I think I think you know Bruce Jenner grew up in a generation that you know was outraged by transgender, the, even the idea of a sex change. Sure. And I think in a way he's like she is like so fucked in the head that. She's running around in a dress and everything. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm done trying explain. to figure it out. Yeah, my head's exploding. <laughs> I can't even explain what's in Caitlyn Jenner's head that she's like against this. Like, wow, what a great thing for the transgender community. This woman got a, a deal uh, promoting Again, bras. Okay. No, the, the bras. Yeah. But Nike's open. They're open to everything. Caitlyn Jenner seems like um like if a black man joined the Ku Klux Klan. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you say, wait a well, second, there... <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Like like you might not yeah. want to do that. No, 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 no. There it, are it, a lot of transgender people who have issues with Caitlyn. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, she doesn't represent us. No, she can't. Here's the statement from um Caitlyn Jenner. Now you explain this to me. As someone that grew up in awe. Of what Phil Knight did, it's a shame to see such an iconic American company go so woke. Again, I don't even know what woke means. Woke, maybe woke means, hey, I'm tolerant. Yeah, they're trying to accept everybody. <laughs> I think a lot of guys want to be seen as macho or tough guys. And this is maybe an issue where they feel they can... I don't know. You know what? I'm done trying to explain it. I can't figure it out. I, well, I know um, some commentators and others were positioning Budweiser as this sort of traditionally male-centered brand. Mm. And, oh, I see. Uh, the marketing <laughs> person for Budweiser said, look, this brand is losing market share. This brand is in decline. If we don't get new people to drink Budweiser and be turned on to Budweiser, Budweiser is not going to exist. Well, if I drank beer, I'd drink some Budweiser today and celebrate there, <laughs> including people. I don't know. I, I'm not turned off by it. I, I, don't, I don't care. But it was Again, interesting. 
Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch never said a word this weekend while all this stuff was going on. Good for them. They're like like in a boardroom going, what are we supposed to do about this? I wouldn't do anything. I would just kind of like let it go because, you know, at the end of the day, no one really cares. You know, no one cares. Hey, Jan, what's up? Hey, Howard. First time, long time. Robin, Howard, I love you so much. I've listened to you since Philadelphia. Uh, I wanted to say thank you so much. I'm the mother of a transgender son. I'm a psychologist. Uh, the fact that the hate is doing so much harm. We drink Bud Light. Um, but the reason I'm calling is to really help this whole cause. It's transgender, not transsexual. Because when we call right, it right, right, transgender, yeah, transgender, it focuses I mean. on the parts. And we don't care about the parts. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, just Doria, thank you so much. All right, thank, thank you. I right. wish someone could explain it all to me. Hey, Jason, I, I really don't get it. I'm not being a wise ass. I'm like, kind of like, you know, I just, why would anyone care? Who gives a fuck? I don't give two fucks. How's it ruining fucking. your day? That's what we really want to know. My day's fine. Look, my wife banged me yesterday. I don't, I'm, that's all I care about. <laughs> well, that's a good I got thing. laid. You're damn right it was good. It was fucking mind-blowing. That's what it was. I'm looking at her going, yeah. man. You banged with children in the house? I high-fived, oh. yeah. I, <laughs> no, we didn't have them wine. They were in, asleep. I, I uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. Hey, now, good morning. So on this, this whole thing with Kid Rock and blowing up beer cans, one of the things I'm getting when I speak to people about it that oppose it is, one, they think that she's doing this just to make money you know she's kind of using this whole transgender um persona as a way to uh, to make so money well that's what i said and then yeah, the, who other, cares? the other argument <laughs> right it's america right capitalism yeah. you know <laughs> um and then this is if somebody would pay me to be a man i would be happy to be paid by you know i mean <laughs> if some if some kids who are you use the fact that you're a man to make money <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's crazy like why would i'm saying why do these um like rocks are kid rocks the greatest he's got a great life i mean everyone does yeah. everything to make money you got to make money or you can't live i mean i don't know and by the way yeah, I ca- how much opportunity is there to go get a regular job as a transgender person that, that's a tough gig too so if she can get some dough uh being online and talking to people hey she's an entertainer what do i care yep you yeah, don't I even mean, have I- to watch i don't even know how kid rock he certainly wouldn't be one of those people who uh follows her no. so i don't even know how this came to his attention or travis trent Although, I think if I'm, maybe like Coors should come out and say, we are only drunk by women with real vaginas. And uh, <laughs> maybe the sales yeah. will go. So, Jason, you're trying to uh, explain to me what's going on. Go ahead. Yeah, no, like, I'm just giving you you know, from another point of view from people I've spoke with. So the second thing is that I think uh, someone else was telling me they think she's a fraud. Like they think she's not really transgender. You know, but who so, cares about that so even? I, who I, I even know. cares? Yep. I mean, I don't get why anyone. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the part of this that um, Travis Tritt, Kid, Kid Rock, Rock upset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, wouldn't he, would I be like, oh, okay? So Bud Light both made some cans of beer, and the just, real yep. humdinger is Chris, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Having a problem. Yeah, she's a humdinger. She is a humdinger. <laughs> she is a weirdo, is what she is. And the least weird thing about her is cutting her penis off. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, that's like me, like, like, 
hey, um, like, like when I lived in Roosevelt and I was getting the shit beaten out of me every day, if someone came up to me and said, hey, by the way, uh, I'm with you and uh, I'm going to join in while you're getting the, the your shit beaten out of you. I'm going to try and protect you, too. I'll jump and protect you. And then I go, no, 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 no. I fuck you. I'm against that. <laughs> I mean, why would you be against that? Well, she, In other words, anything that normalizes what she is, she should be for. But instead, she's upset about it. Yeah. What a that weirdo. Hey, you're telling me. Uh, hey, Robert Williams dressed up as a girl, made money for it. Nobody yelled at him. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jason. A p- All right. Completely irrelevant point, but thank you for that. All right. <laughs> All right, here's Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? In Maine. Howard. Hey, now. Howard, Howard, I love you, and thank you for the years of entertainment. I'm in the beer business, and I just wanted to give you a quick uh, scope of what happened to one of my biggest accounts. He buys most of my beer. He pulled all of the Anheuser-Busch off of the floor, which was a, a, a shitload of stuff. Uh, because of this, he's a big, uh, you know, he, he's a, I mean, he doesn't, obviously doesn't believe in the cause and uh i just think it's going to go one of either two ways for them they're either going to get people to stop drinking the product or they're going to embrace it uh but it's it's crazy how some people are really pissed by it but they're mostly probably the rednecks yada 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 and uh well what's weird is this jeremy jeremy claims he's in the beer business i have no reason to doubt what he's saying people are you know guys who own beer distributorships are taking the product away you know half of america's best-selling beers have partnered with lgbtq plus groups or advocates and have done this kind of thing and um number one if i was anheuser bush i would just hold steady because it's a weird thing um most people don't give two shits. They'll be back drinking Bud Light by Memorial Day. They'll be drinking Anheuser-Busch. I was going to say, care. if you like Bud Light, where do you go if you don't drink Bud Light? You're going to drink a beer you don't like? Yeah, I mean, it's so weird that um, the whole thing is just so strange. I don't know why What's anyone funny cares. About Anheuser- what Anheuser Busch do? It's funny because they're not even—they're owned by a bunch of Belgian rich guys. Like it's really not even the red, white, and blue American company anymore. Right. Anymore, it's right? The, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a bunch of Belgian. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. All right, Jeremy. Thanks. Imagine that—some dudes taking it off the shelf. It's crazy. I don't know why anyone cares about this. People are all fired up about this trans. I think a lot of yahoos lost out on the whole gay debate. Everyone pretty much now accepts gays and gay marriage. You know, pretty much. I mean, not everyone. There's still pockets. But, you know, everyone's kind of accepted that it's now part of the mainstream. And uh, the trans is the last, uh, you know, like, hey, we got this one we can be openly hateful about. I mean, who cares? Yeah, we That's can stop them from going to the bathroom. We can stop them from doing all kinds right. of things. We still have control. I remember when Nike partnered up with um, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And all the conservatives went crazy. Because this is the black man who knelt down at the... Did Nike this go is an away? American, no. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all gonna not wear Nike, 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 Nike. Now, you, it, I tell you, they it all never goes wore away. Nike. The people who were carrying yeah. on, <laughs> yeah, no Nike one cares. Yeah, nobody cares. 
It's so crazy. But here's another question I have. Like, okay, let's say I'm really fucking bummed out that Anheuser-Busch put this uh, girl's picture on a can. Let's say I am, secretly, all right? This fucking annoys me. Then why would I go on social media and announce how upset I am and blow up cans? And why And why would I, Travis Tritt say I'm taking it? You know, like, in other words, like, okay, you're upset. Like, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, what, uh, you know, again, it made me aware of something and someone I would never, who would never have gotten on my radar. So they yeah. just made her more visible, more popular. You know, it's really working out for her. Howard, there's one other aspect of this that I find fascinating as well. There's something going on in the NHL. So the National Hockey League wants to honor the LBGTQ community. So they did this thing. They call it the skate around. It's before the game. Half the people aren't even at the game. It's the least you can do, right? So they have these special jerseys to honor the community. Um, Holy shit. Some of the players won't wear them. Some teams won't even come out of the locker room at all. Some people wouldn't put them on. And then there's this whole weird thing going on where the Russian players won't wear them, not because they're against it, but if they wear them, they can like never go back to Russia again because Russia <laughs> hates the gays. So it's like it's just become a complete shit show for them. Wow. Jesus. Hey, you know, the whole concept of skate around even sounds sort of gay. I like it. <laughs> I have no problem with any of this. I mean, it is crazy, but, you know... Things don't change unless you normalize stuff, and I guess some people are against normalizing. Well, it's happening, and that's why yeah. it's so upsetting to some people. They think that uh, somehow or other, everybody will become transgender. Everybody will become whatever, you know, whatever this thing is they're, they're hating on. Somehow it's going to overtake the world if they don't stop it. Yeah. I don't think you can make anybody into anything. I just remember being five years old and I was so fucking into girls. I mean, I remember I was staring at girls in kindergarten thinking, I know, I don't know what it is that I want to do with them because I was five, but I know something's up because I was well, like mad was attract. The same well, I mean, for five me. years old. Right. I was a little girl and I was in love with Elvis. I didn't know what that meant, right. <laughs> you know, but I loved Elvis. I loved looking right. at him. <laughs> I loved listening to him. I right. went to see his movies, you know, whenever I could as I was growing up. And it never occurred to me to be any other thing or any didn't you, other way. Didn't you say you had a cucumber named Elvis? <laughs> I think like I was that. over Elvis by the time yeah. the cucumber was introduced. Cucumber, <laughs> love it. Anyway, so uh, I, I'm I just really don't get it. Usually, most stuff I can get. Like everyone's running around saying, "Where's Melania?" While Donald's in trouble, how come she didn't <laughs> go to the Mar-a-Lago? I go that she I understand. She did not go to court. I mean, like, isn't it like the wife's job to show up to? For support? Well, shit, this whole case is about him fucking a porn star. I mean, the woman's humiliated. I mean, you know, you forget about that. Like, she's sitting there going, wait a second. What about the fact that he's fucking porn stars and he's fucking me at the same time? And I don't want that. That's skeevy. So I don't know. You know, I get it. I don't know why people do. I get most stuff. I kind of get. Right. Like, I understand motivation. I just don't understand all the. 
carrying on about this woman being on a beer can. I don't, I don't get it. And then the other thing is, I got to say, Rupert Murdoch is some kind of player. He called off, he's 92. He called off his engagement. Two week uh, engagement didn't last two weeks. Wow. Wonder what's going on there. Like, what, why would he break up with her? She uh, apparently, uh, he doesn't look into these people's background before he thinks why what did he find out so it turns out that she was like a a street minister and she has very conservative (laughs) religious views and uh you know has done a bunch of things that you know called into question what kind of life he could possibly have with this person and uh his other children are not particularly interested in stepkids coming in at this point when he's 92 years old and possibly messing up the inheritance and where the company oh. goes and all of that stuff. So there was a lot of pressure to explain to him how he might not want to be with this woman. And you're 92 and you find a young woman who wants to fuck you. Just marry her. I mean, I. Well, now a young woman is 60. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's 92. You find a 60 year old. That's a chippy. That's like a. That's a spring chicken right there. (laughs) Yeah, and I'd be like, I'd be like, listen, fuck everybody. I got a 60 year old broad wants to fuck my, my 92 year old ass. So what's he going to do? Is he back on Bumble or is he going to, uh, how's he meeting checks? He's got, he's got, he's running out of time. He claimed he was not looking to fall in love again when this love fell on him. Wow. But he can be talked out of love very easily, apparently, because in two weeks, it was like, no, she's not even in his life anymore. Wow. That's fucked up. So, yeah. So I don't know if somebody else can catch him and and dupe him into thinking he's in love. uh, You should do it. In the next couple of years. But I was thinking of Sam's mom. Yeah. He could we could get her to Rupert Murdoch. Never mind Sam's mom. Him, what? You. You no, could be no. the richest woman in the world. And believe me, this guy's head would spin if he was with you for five I, minutes. You look good. I couldn't put up with him for I mean, he minutes. would love would you so much. Less time. Oh my God. <laughs> he would love you. I'm telling you. Speaking of Sam's mom, uh, she continues to draw a lot of fan mail. Yeah. A lot of guys want her. Um, our writer Samantha's mom is still popular with many of the male listeners. Dudes keep messaging Sam on social media, media asking her to, you know, get set him up. Hi, Samantha. Can you please post a picture of your mom? She sounded really hot on the phone. Uh, Samantha, is your mom going to come in and ride the Sibian? Actually, you two could ride it together. Mother daughter action. Sam's mom's also gaining more favor in the whack pack. This is unbelievable. We received a message from Jeff, the vomit guy, who so fucking wants her. Really bad, if you want to hear that. It's creepy. Jeff, the vomit guy. Really? Yeah. Sam's mom, I heard your signal. Have you ever dated a vomit lover? Would you like to? I'd be a great stepdad to your daughter and your own personal vomit coach. I'd love your daughter as much as I'd love you. Oh, I I would help you when you're feeling sick. I would bring on the nausea inside of you. I'll stroke <laughs> your tongue and help induce vomit anytime you want. 
The more bile and saliva, the better. Here's my request, weird as could be. Darling, darling, please vomit all over me. Anytime you want, you could puke over my chest and genitals. I think we make great music to together. Try dating a vomit lover just once. Call me, Kathy. I want to meet right. you. That's a, wow. quite a pitch. He put it all out there, right on the line, right on it, vomit, right on his genitals. He's right. He could induce nausea at any time. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, very excited to announce, after all this overwhelming request, we are now, Fred, give me a timpani. We are now, give me a sec. There you go. That's pretty quick. We are now accepting applications for the Sam's Mom dating game. I'll tell you what we're looking for. We're looking for some eligible bachelors who want to compete for a chance to win a date with Sam's 68-year-old mother, who's uh, pretty pliable. We saw her doing some yoga positions. Yeah. Yeah. She looked pretty good. Send us an email with your contact info and why you'd like to date Sam's mom. At contest no age at, limitations because she doesn't want a young no. young man. Yeah, she'd be ups- uncomfortable with that. So contest at howardstern.com or leave us a voicemail Yay! at triple eight stern one hundred triple eight seven eight three seven six one zero and uh, try and get that coveted date with Sam's mom. Yeah. Oh, look who it is, Bernie Mac again. How you doing, Bernie? Howard, what's going on? I had to come back one more motherfucking time. I want to be the number one candidate to fuck Sam's mama. Let me get a crack at it. I eat that pussy like pumpkin pie. I be Sam's new stepdaddy. Kick it! Wow. You, you're a great guy, I bet. She'd probably want you. You remember, dead. he's dead. You are dead. I don't give a fuck. I will give her this ghostly motherfucking dick. <laughs> mm, hit that motherfucking shit all day and night. Kick it. Wow. Are you good with the ladies? I mean, do you know what you're doing around ladies? Trust me, Howard. I'm real good with the motherfucking ladies. I take that girl back with me to heaven and let her know exactly what I'm saying with his dick. <laughs> Tear that motherfucking pussy up. You got a you got a big dick? God damn! If I pull my shit out, this whole hemisphere get dark. Kick it! <laughs> Come on. Everybody I know, they claim to have a big dick. Right. Why am I cursed? Why do I have a small dick? I should have a big one, too. It's ridiculous. I'm famous. I'm, no I'm way I should be. Yeah. I'm big bone. I'm heavy structure. Yeah. I'm hung low. I'm trying to tell you, the rumor about black motherfuckers, I don't know. But I can tell you about my motherfucking self. My shit really motherfucking big, goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> sounds How many inches did you say? I got 12 motherfucking inches. I was I'm like a motherfucking what? zebra. <laughs> tell that pussy Z- up. Zebra? When you like say... Like a uh, motherfucking zebra. When you my say tie that... so motherfucking big. Yeah. Bernie, when you say tie that tie that pussy up, what does that mean exactly? Tie that pussy. I said tie that pussy tear. up. Not tie it, motherfucker. Tie the motherfucking pussy up. Oh, like tear. Uh, yeah. Hey, how is that motherfucking pussy going to sound like this when I get through with it? Kick it! <laughs> wow. Uh, that's incredible. 
I mean, well, well, you should apply to, to win a date with her. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure she'd want you. Uh, she's looking for a man between 50 and 75, and I think you fall into that category, Bernie. So. I fall right in that category. Somebody tells Sam's mama to get a hold of Bernie Mac. I don't know what the fuck you got to do. Open the Bible, do a seance, whatever the fuck you need to do. Do that shit, and I'm going to come down and tear that pussy up. Boom, boom. I got to go right up in that ass. Rub them titties. Mm, I'm trying to tell you. Hallelujah. I beat up that pussy. Well, uh, I, listen, you, it sounds, uh, pretty good to me. I mean, uh, you're one of my favorites. You're one of the funniest guys ever lived. And I'm just, I'm just, uh, glad that you knock on my door once in a while because I miss you so much. Yeah, I miss you too, man. Miss you. I'm glad you motherfucking got the door for me to motherfucking knock on. I'm going to keep yeah. knocking on that son of a bitch as long as you let me do it. All right. We're good enough. And, uh, I got to get ready for Nick Cannon. You know Nick? Uh, he's a great guy. He uh, he's got a lot of kids. He got a lot of kids. Got a that lot motherfucker repopulating the whole motherfucking universe. All these goddamn kids. I don't even know how the fuck he take care of them. He better keep on doing motherfucking America Got Talent. America Got Semen coming to that motherfucker. Chiggy! <laughs> All right. What's he talking well, about? Bernie makes a point. You know, he's got um, a new TV show. I guess that's for... Uh, Either the kids he already has, or maybe he's planning on some more. I don't know. The kids ain't cheap. I can tell you that. <laughs> you gotta, gotta make some money. All right. Listen, we, uh, we have to take a break. I'll talk to Nick. I want to hear what's going on with him and, uh, so much more. So much more. And also get in your applications if you're really interested in dating Sam's mom. Oh, Sam's mom. Well, she's hot and she's got a pink dildo. Will she shave her privates for me? Just think of how great she must be in bed with all those great positions. <laughs> I, oh, here's a, yes, I was going to do a commercial, but Claire, go ahead. Claire's a transgender. She wants to say something. Go ahead, Claire. Oh, hi, Hal. Thanks for taking my call. Um, first time, long time. I know you're busy. Just want to put my two cents into this Anheuser-Busch thing and the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Yeah. I know who she is. Um, there's, I don't know her personally, but there's a, there's a show on uh, YouTube. It's called, I spent the day with, and it's this young guy called Anthony Padilla. And he, he has guests on of all shapes and sizes and whatever. And he did one with the trans community and Dylan was one of his guests. And it, it, you know, it's interesting that this is all coming to be because this is the least of the. Like she's got a lot on her list. She she's been getting attention, um, positive, negative. Uh, you had a you had a caller earlier who said that um, like her her entire life or, or her entire aura is like a sham. That's I don't know why, but that's one of the big things surrounding um, Dylan Mulvaney, and I can't figure any of it. Now, what do you identify as, a woman or a man? I'm a trans man, Howard, or trans. Oh, woman, sorry. Well, oh, you're well, a woman. Make up your mind. I'm nervous as fuck. I'm sorry. Listen, I, in other words, your no, point I'm, is, who cares about any of this? Go live your life. And that's it. That, you're exactly right. Yeah, I, I came out seven years ago, and I, like, I don't understand why people give a fuck so much. I don't either. I just, I, that's, yeah. That was my question. All right, Claire, you go live your life, and let's hope that people leave you alone. All right, there you go. That's Claire. Who's a woman? Who's a shit? <laughs> be what you want to be. 
Nick Cannon, who uh, I've known now for a couple of years. Nick is the host of the Daily Cannon Radio Show, premiering 9 a.m. April 24th on AMP. What is oh, AMP, Nick? radio. Yeah, he loves radio. <laughs> right, Nick? You love radio. I love it, man. I'm, I'm trying to be like you. You see, I, last time I came here, uh, you had this giant turban on. And, yeah. And you were, you were making fun of me. So I apologize. I, said, I'm gonna get you back. I and, apologize. And, I'm not yeah, wearing my was, turban. Were, I'm not wearing. I yeah. thought you were done with the turban. I didn't think you were going with that anymore. No, well, now I got the crown because I'm I'm going I'm, I'm stating it now. Uh, I, I'm I'm the new king of all media. I'm following in your footsteps. <laughs> yeah, I the, uh, don't follow in my footsteps. King, pass the crown. <laughs> how you doing, um, man? I'm doing. First of all, how are you doing? Um, you know, I always worry about your health. I still feel you're you doing do. too much. I really do. I really feel really? you're doing too much. Um, you always I say said, that. You had when I was at AGT, we got the diagnosis that you had lupus. You were very upfront about yes. it. The people at AGT yes. were even questioning whether you could go on with the show. You were in bad shape. Uh, I pulled you aside and I said to you, look, you need to slow down. You got too many fucking jobs. You were doing morning <laughs> radio. You were doing afternoon yes. radio. Then you'd go and do AGT. Then you'd, yeah. you know, it was like, it was like a frenzy. A frenzy. Yes. And I said to Nick, and I'm not saying anything out of school. I said, if you're not working, you're fucking. You need to sleep. <laughs> the guy either works or fucks. It, it, there's no, it, there's no time. He doesn't eat. There's he doesn't no sleep. Break. There's no break. There's no break in it. I mean, it's constant. Even, listen, I love to and fuck the, as much as the next guy. You got to slow look down. Where we are. Twelve, yeah. twelve kids later, healthy, well, strong. <laughs> ten more you, jobs. Do you know the last time you were on, you only had three kids or something? Yeah. yeah. And you had yeah, yeah. between the, since I haven't seen you, you had nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you know, you I was find that funny, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> first, oh, so first of all, Robin, <laughs> I, you broke my heart. You have, I've been, I've been listening. I thought we had something special. It's just Robin. <laughs> My God, I don't, what is, what did I do to you, Robin? Like, I thought we, no. I thought we had this magical bond. What happened to my queen? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is you got too many queens. That's right. Uh, right uh, 12 but, kids. <laughs> well, oh, is that what, see, oh, I see what happened. So probably like around kid six, you start turning on me, huh? That's I right. <laughs> you know, Nick, well, I, I was, still love you. I was telling the story that, um, you know, after you and Mariah broke up, and then you had your first child after, you know, I I called you or wrote you or something. I said, hey, Nick, congratulations. You know, I figured, okay, you know, okay, listen, Nick had another kid. And, and you, the right thing to do is congratulate him and, and you know, wish him well. Yeah. Then you had another kid. <laughs> you got and I did call. I did call. And, but, but, but by the fifth kid. I, I I opted out. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to keep calling. I don't know if this, what's going on. You know <laughs> what I mean? Call him I, every I, week. <laughs> yeah, I can't call him every week and congratulate oh, him. I, I I hear all the jokes. <laughs> I know, but I, know. I mean, you know, we're here to be fruitful and multiply. That's the purpose of life: procreate. Nick, there is a, a rumor on the internet. I mean, yes. I'm sure you've heard it all. That's a lot you know, of. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Okay, the rumor was. That you were having all these kids because you have lupus and you've got to find a kidney donor in case the shit hits the fan. <laughs> oh, Did you read goodness. this? 
Did you read I've this? I've read moment? that. I- yeah, I've, I've I've heard that one. I've heard even more like science science fiction rumors of like that. I'm like hoarding organs like, <laughs> and just trying to get the right it's, one. I, it's I don't, a brilliant I don't plan. Know how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say I don't know how that those medical procedures would work, but I think I'm good. My body's functioning quite fine without the uh, without hey, the help from my offspring. I make no judgments. That's the reason I hired Fred. Anytime I need <laughs> any kind of organ. <laughs> I'm just going to take it out of him. He knows it. He, he's okay with it. Yeah, it's all not, right. I, people come up with the wildest shit, man. Like, I I mean, again, I think because, you know, I get it. It's pretty fascinating. And, right. You know, people are always talking about it. And, you know, the less information they have, people just start coming up with shit. But that sounds like like a, like a, a villain's or, or like origin story or like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I that, that sounds ridiculous to me, but I, I'm having kids because I love my kids. No, I know you love kids, and uh, it, but it is it does bring up so many questions. When I think about your life now, I think about even the logistics. Again, I want to see you slow down. I want to see you live live a long life. You've been saying that like a decade. I have. <laughs> how are how is your health right now? My health is amazing. I did. I had pneumonia in December, and you know, I was even I was even reluctant to talk about that because I had pneumonia for for quite some time. Um, and I did have to go into to the hospital just to make sure the lupus stuff was all together and I lost a lot of weight and stuff. So, but from then, from December, you know, I did, you know, uh, you, you and I share the same doctor, uh, and, and he had us out here. I had every test, got on the right diets again, got back on track. So, you know, I just came off my last tour date was in Times Square, uh, on Saturday. And, you know, I've been on the road. I've been going eating healthy back in the gym so i'm i'm 100 again let me get your life straight you you go on the road for stand-up comedy right uh di- well for the wild and out tour and then i just created a new show and new tour called the future superstar tour for the next generation right that's so the touring music twice show. a year that's the yes, music that show. that one's music and then wild and out is more you know comedy and hip-hop and that's I every mean, summer it's unbelievable how you love to work you know what I, I mean? Do, and, man. I do, man. My vocation is my vacation. But then, and then, and then you, and you got to put in time with the kids and the, and, and the yeah, mamas. You, so where, you, you know, where's, where do you, where do you sleep? What is the, I can't, I wish I could film you. You see, the greatest show would be filming your life because I it's, mean, it's, there's a camera always rolling. I'm on this new thing called the, uh, circadian rhythm. I'm sure you know about that, right? Like where no. uh, Dick Gregory, the great Dick Gregory was the first to tell me about this when I first got diagnosed with lupus. But it's about how it's the natural internal clock that every being on this planet functions off of. It's when the sun goes down, we should all go down. And when you see that's the that's when I've learned when my kids go to sleep, sun goes down seven, eight o'clock. I put them to sleep. I go to sleep for a solid six hours. Howard. Like that's. Dr. Agus, even everyone's impressed. I've never been able to sleep that much, but I go down and I'm back up at two to meditate, to to pray, work out, and then I'm on, I'm cracking the mic on amp. You know, by by five a.m. I'm prepping the show and everything. So it's perfect. It's, I, I wish I would have figured this out. This circ- circadian clock, you know, twelve years ago, I probably have twenty four babies at this point. But, yeah, but, it's, you're, it's but you're you're what, but you're one of these guys that loves to be part of the scene. And you know this shit goes Not down at night. Not necessarily, though. 
Like, really? I'm, I'm not a, I don't, I've never, like, I'm there, but I'm not there. Like, I'm not, I, I've never been a nightclub guy unless I was DJing and getting paid. I've right. never been, like, you know, I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't do all of that stuff. So, like, I just be standing, like, I show up for the red carpet and get right back in my car and leave. Like, I you know, do a lot of people, for, I know how to play the game. A lot of people, uh, and, and by the way, I heard you say you had a vasectomy consultation uh, last year. Did you ever go through with it? Are you, are you, are you did you do it? Uh, 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 you know, I was, I was looking around. I was shopping to see, you know, it, it, any, any, I'm, that, that's a scary thing, man. That's Fuck like, yeah. I, Absolutely. I, and it's, I felt pressured. I felt the world was, was trying to make me get a vasectomy. I don't, I don't operate well under pressure. My body, my choice. <laughs> do, do you feel the world wants you to get a vasectomy? That's an amazing yes. thing. Yeah. Wow. You ever know what it's like to be like walking down the street and just a random stranger like, man, you need to go get snipped. I'm like, I don't even know who <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? What yeah. are you? But, but, but here's the other thing I worry about with you, with your health and everything and the balance of life and the circadian rhythm. Yeah. The financial pressure also. To, so I know I got some money from you. <laughs> You're not kidding. I got three kids and you know, my kids are older yeah. and it's still this tremendous financial involvement with all. I'm just worried that, you know, you, what is your, what does it cost? I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. I mean, obviously to me, I'm working so I can provide for my family. Everything that I, I make is there. So I'm trying to be like John D. Rockefeller, man. I'm just, you know, he, he set up all of these trusts and his, the more kids he had, the more trust, the more money he made. And all these trusts got trillion. I'm not going to have the Rockefeller bank, but I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow that footsteps. Do you have anybody in your life? Uh, I was going to call you at one point. I was getting alarmed. I was going to say, listen, Nick, we got to stop with these kids we because yeah we gotta stop with yes, these kids. we're family I, well we are i don't feel i feel close to you i don't i feel yeah, like totally. i could say but then i feel like well who am i i to say this to nick nick's got his own life he's a man he knows you, he's either you're the master of your ship i always come to you for advice though man i've been looking up to you forever so when we do talk i, I listen most of the time I didn't listen with the AGT. Like, yeah. Well, no. you didn't listen and you about were smart. the kids either. Yeah, did you? <laughs> yeah. Were you able to, to, are you able to bank some of this money and put it into your own sort of uh, security so yeah. that you don't have to work the rest of your life? Financial planning. I mean, when you think like I've been one of the, I've been working pretty consistently and doing pretty well, you know, since, For a long time. since AGT. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so you know what? Nick really did well. prove me wrong. I was livid when this guy quit AGT. <laughs> I thought it was suicide, career suicide. He said opportunities like this only come around once in a lifetime. That's right. <laughs> of course, I walked you away. You didn't know he had the mass singer <laughs> yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> did you? When you quit AGT, did you know yeah. you had mass singer in your pocket? I didn't. I didn't. I knew. I knew. I believed in myself, though. I, were, I didn't think that show made me. And that show, like, everybody was telling me exactly what you're saying. Like, what are you doing? Why would you quit? This is the greatest job in the world. Number one show. I was like, I'll go create another number one show. Man, that is confidence. I, I really do admire what you did there. And and the mass Singer is bigger than AGT at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <You're absolutely>. laughing. <laughs> it's so great. It's a it's a tremendous fuck you to the executives of NBC, right? It's like 
don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah. And uh, man, yeah, that whole thing. But you know what? But I'm, I'm, it's so interesting because we use like these institutions as like our 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 enemies in this industry. But I I never had any problems with any individuals or anything. Like, but it's like it's so weird because everyone that worked there during that time doesn't have a job anymore. They're like, they don't work at NBC anymore. So I was like, you know, it's a whole breed of people. I'm back in business with them as well. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's an interesting chess game that you have to play in this industry to, to stay on top. Nick, I have a few more questions about women before we moved on to all, all your new <laughs> projects, because I've seen you in sure. action and I've seen the amazing amount of women that are attracted to you. You're a good looking guy. You're a charming guy. You are. You're handsome. I know that. I have that. I have. I have accepted that. <laughs> but do when you meet women now, let's say you meet someone new, are women now saying to you, "Hey, listen, Nick, you're cute. You're a great guy. Great provider. Blah 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 blah." But Jesus Christ, you're too much of a player. You got too many women. You're banging and and having babies with. In other words, are women starting to tell you no? No, Nick Cannon, I will not be with you. It's interesting because last time I was in here, I probably would have an answered that question differently. Um, but through lots of therapy and trying to evolve. And oh, you're my, in even, therapy. Oh. Yeah, I don't do that. For a long, <laughs> long, <laughs> long time. Ruin everything. Yeah, you. <laughs> nah, I, I mean, even, I, was, I was going to therapy. I mean, our, our last conversation, but now it's been for years and, you know, really tapping. I don't actually have any I'm, I'm not out there like that i'm not dating i'm not i'm really trying to focus on myself and my children so i wouldn't even know like i don't even like my my bandwidth doesn't even allow me to kind of be in that space uh so unfortunately i don't have any more like salacious so the, uh, uh but nick, stories the only about people, dating and women anymore but nick the only people you date are your wives you know the women that you have uh, lives well, you know what I mean. The, the, the women who have your babies. In other words, you now closed it off to those six women. Uh, and, and even they it. don't want nothing to do with me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Like, have you said to some of them, listen, let's, why, why should we stop being romantic I, just because we had man, a baby? I get in trouble with them every single day. I mean, I think it's really, it, it sounds wild, but my main focus is either my children or work. And it kind of it's a it's a healthy balance. And I stopped like projecting what what I'm what I'm doing or, you know, there was one point one therapist told me I should be celibate. That didn't work. I had like more kids <laughs> after that. Like it was so I was like working on myself. It's like you don't have to telegraph everything. You don't. You, so the you know, psychiatrist, like, the therapist, is it the same therapist or did you switch therapists after that? Uh, yeah, after the one who told me that I should uh, go celibate and that didn't work, I got rid of that one. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just now it's just really just working on myself and kind of keeping a lot of that. Uh, Nick, did you get rid you of the you're therapist? You're never going to be perfect. Did you get rid yeah, of the therapist because he was treating it like an addiction, like it's a pussy addiction? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and, and then we like, found out. I'm not addicted to, to sex. And it wasn't even like I, w I was just running rampant. It was just more, you know, the how things rolled out just based off of, you know, s since the pandemic and, you know, how my my life had, you know, I think a lot of the, the energy had caught up with me. 
based off of even, you know, the women that I was considering to be serious with, everyone started looking for different things in life. And as with what I found out is I'm a please, uh, I attempt to be a pleaser. So if someone discusses children and I know I have the wherewithal to do it, I have, you know, uh, I want to make people happy. So I'm like, sure, we can have a child. And, you know, and I, you tell that to too many people, you end up with a dozen. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listen, one of your greatest songs is uh, Pussy is Fire, as we know. <laughs> uh, you love pussy. I mean, here's Nick's song, Pussy is Fire. I can't fire. believe you. <laughs> oh, Piss, Pussy is Fire is one of my favorite songs. I play it all the time. Are you kidding it? I, I, I played it for Passover. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> Pussy is fire. What did you mean when you said pussy is fire? Really, Nick? That's, that's funny that you say that because yeah. how I'm a I'm a producer, so I produce this track, and these are younger yeah. kids rapping on the records. Pretty, you I know, for two Doug, a couple other people, and so <laughs> it sounds like it's my song. But I'm just the producer. I make the music, Howard. I'm the musician, but I but like I, the fact yes. that you you like that one though. Oh, uh, I love Fuck Me So Incredible, parts one and two uh, are absolutely awesome. You wrote this. I thought you wrote I Fuck did. Me So. Yes. I, yeah, I did. This yeah. one I'm actually singing on this one, though. Yes, I know. You are hilarious. This was a, you know, this, this was like a collaboration. I did a, 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 like a very risque short film with this. Uh, that Damn uh, right. this supermodel and director slash director Jessica White directed. So this was a, a more of a soundtrack to a very risque movie that was only available on OnlyFans. Oh, let me tell you, buddy, I banged my wife today. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, oh, now that you know what mission accomplished. Damn if you, right. If you guys are turning up to this. <laughs> It's, Fuck me so I incredible. Ask I mean, anymore. I mean, a lot of your life is based on fucking and uh, pussy is fire. And, uh, and what about God you hose? Are hilarious. Incredible. I mean, I got hose. I used to. I this is some song. This is a good song. It's featuring the artist Trey Two Three, who signed to Incredible Slash Atlantic Records. You were just promoting all my artists. I love this. I didn't know this was gonna happen. Keep going. Absolutely. And listen, I, I keep tabs on you. I know what you're up to. Why? I love could, it. All right. Here's a song about uh, Mariah Carey called "Alone." Remember "Alone"? Oh, this was this was real. When I wrote this one, this was I was really I was in my feelings on this one, Howard. Yeah, sure you were. Uh, he finally got into some feelings. <laughs> I saw you in your trailer at America's Got Talent. You looked real broken up uh, when you left. <laughs> oh, I think I feel something. <laughs> I possibly feel bad about this. Anyway, the point is... I'm changing. I'm growing, Howard. Right. I am growing. I'm still a delicate soul. That's why Robin broke my heart. I'm still like... <laughs> you got to handle know, me gently, Robin. People, uh, you always have a great sense of humor, even with this new TV yeah. show that you're putting together with um, um, uh, Kevin Hart. You, yeah, you, uh, you, yeah he, you play pranks on celebrities and you played pranks on each other. His prank was fantastic. They put together, so? a, well, the fake TV show. <laughs> yeah. where, you, don't you think that was great? 
it, it well, was, I mean, uh, what was, I thought his was stupid. Uh, but what <laughs> we did after he performed his prank, cause he, he got a full studio audience, cameras, everything. And it was really just him doing a 20 minute stand up bit about me having all these damn kids. And it was called having my baby with Nick Cannon. Ha ha ha. I was so annoyed. But the brilliant <laughs> thing was when it's time to market the show, we pranked the world and put it out there on E like that was a real show. That's what I mean. The fact is that yeah, you that guys one, pranked, that was, you guys that pranked was the world. This was so great. It was a fake TV show. Be the next one to have Nick Cannon's baby. Oh, it pissed so many people off. And people went nuts. And NBC, the Today Show, even did a news report about sort of outrage that uh, Nick Cannon yeah. now is putting himself Human on Human life is not a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That was like CNN or something like that. <laughs> this man is a danger. Um, yes. So did you get actual applicants to this show? The women who wrote in and said, yes, I'd like to fuck Nick Cannon. And have I mean, baby? in the comments, it was going wild. But I, I don't think we went that far to where we were taking actual submissions out. <laughs> Do you get personal email or any kind of things where women want to have babies with you now? They see that. Yeah, you're, I mean, it's. I, I think it's kind of, I mean, I hope they're joking. But uh, there is this whole I want to be number seven movement going on. Right. I mean, and you're talking about some good looking. And it's probably just because they want to be related to Mariah Carey in some strange, weird <laughs> type of way. <laughs> they it don't really want great. me. <laughs> Would you ever write a book about all this aspect of your life? Is so, I mean, I know you downplay it, but it is fascinating because nobody understands how it works. In other words, you're in territory right. nobody's ever been in, if you think about I totally, it. Yeah. I mean, well, except for these guys, they, these these. These guys in Utah, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but at night, he puts his kids to bed. Your kids aren't all in one place. I know. I got Robin. I, I'm, I zoom. I'm like Superman. I got to move. <laughs> no, but they are all in, in. They're in close proximity. It doesn't take me that long. It's like the younger ones right now go to bed earlier. So it's usually like a two or three hour process from like six to eight thirty ish. Is there jealousy among the wives that they go, hey, Stop listen, calling Nick, them wives. <laughs> like this, like does Mariah ever say to you, listen, I was the original and, uh, you know, you need to spend more time with us than, let's say, wife number four, something like that. You know what I mean? Not, at this point, nobody, there's no jealousy or any of that, no, I think, man. especially like what Mariah, she's, uh, you know, she's. She's been done with me for years, so it's like we're really <laughs> not looking at you. We're really just friends. Yeah, she ain't worried about me. But uh, Nick, that's like one of my closest friends. Nick, it's an amazing story about you and your career. Now, I've been thinking about this uh -oh. as a young kid. No, as a young kid, in other words, you weren't born into a show business family. Nobody oh, was no, expecting you to be. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in San Diego, California. Right between there and North Carolina, I was kind of. The boys in the hood story. Well, you know, your 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 dad was a, a, a an evangelist, right? He was a, a spiritual. Yeah, guy. he thought he was he was you know, little street kid. You know, that my parents had me when they were in high school still. So to get out of trouble, he moved to North Carolina to go into ministry. Went into ministry, 
got a little television gig doing ministry yeah. on uh, on a, like a public access show. Yep. And he would bring 12-year-old Nick Cannon onto the show. Yes. And and you were a natural sort of ham, right? I mean, you felt no discomfort at 12 years old going on TV with your dad and being sort of the comic relief, right? Right. Uh, and, I mean, I was, I was telling Jesus jokes and, you know, kind of just... But the thing, the brilliant thing about that, other than being in front of the camera, I learned how to produce and set up lighting and camera work and all of that stuff at like 12 years old. So I got that bug from being or behind the scenes early. So when you look back on that, you think the old man for getting that public access Absolutely. show. That, that yeah. gave you some kind of bug to get into show business. Was that when it developed? Totally. I mean, I, probably even a little bit before that, growing up in the church, you know, just whether it was playing with the, the instruments or having speeches in front of the congregation, all of that stuff, like, just inspired me seeing my dad be a, a public speaker made me want to follow in his footsteps but i knew i couldn't be in ministry because i sinned too much so other than that i was like i'll figure out this entertainment thing and what do you what would you do in other words when you would go on tv as a young kid at 12 you said you do jesus jokes like you had a you had a like a set <laughs> of jokes team. you wrote jokes but a lot of it yeah it was a lot of it would be just stuff i'd borrow from like Arsenio Hall and Living Color, <laughs> right? Eddie Murphy Raw, like stuff I shouldn't have been watching at 11, 12 years old, but and I would just formulate it into my own. And you did impersonations on that show. You would do Mike Tyson and Michael Jackson. Mike Tyson, Richard Pryor, Michael Jackson. Those are my like the go-tos. What was your Mike Tyson impression? What was your Mike Tyson impression? It was horrible. I was 11. Like, yeah, like it was, I, I can't, I haven't done Mike Tyson since then. And did the old man see you in a different light when he put you on the TV show saying, hey, this kid raises money, this kid's good, I mean, this kid goes on and people, then the phones light up or something? It never got, I mean, and it didn't get, because the show wasn't successful. Like, it was right. like public access. Um, <laughs> but it was, he saw something in me. You know, every kid wanted to be a rapper in my neighborhood. My dad was like, Yo, every kid in the projects want to rap. You you should do this. You should explore comedy, and it worked. Yeah. When did you start going on stage? How old were you? I, I know you did. Probably like <clears throat> like 12. 12. 12. I, but probably when I was, I would say professional, probably like 15 when I started doing the comedy store and improv, laugh factory, about 15. Who were you hanging out with back then? Like when you would go do... Um, Chappelle, uh, like... Uh, Every, I mean, Chris Tucker, I mean, he was already Chris Tucker by then, but, uh, he, I think all the guys who started young gravitated towards me seeing that I was young and they wanted to help. How old was Chappelle when you were 15, 16 doing, uh, stand up? Early 20s, I think, wasn't he? Like, wow. probably like, you know, but they all started when they were like 15. So they were like, Oh, I remember being like this kid. Do you remember Chappelle ever being bad? It's, I mean, I can't imagine him ever being, not, I don't want to say bad, but you know what I mean. Rough. Nah, we were, um, he let me open up for him right, right when the, the first, you know, when he was stepping away, he was making a decision and we went on the road, did all these college gigs. And this is, you know, part of it, that's that big, his biggest season of the Chappelle show. One of the biggest sketches was he did this thing, you know, where he went on his rant and he was like, fuck Nick Cannon. And 
it was, it was about his son. Oh man, that's so funny. He, it was his son. It was like at the time, I guess he was trying to get jobs in Hollywood. And he's like, who's Nick Cannon? Fuck Nick Cannon. He running off with the school clothes money, son. And he's like, Nick Cannon's hilarious. So as we go out on this road, that becomes the catchphrase when I go out on stage. And these college crowds, before I get one joke out, like, fuck Nick Cannon. And it's just like, so I had a horrible set every night. But Dave used to uh-huh. talk to me. And he would be like, man, this is going to make you stronger. You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. And at the same time, if I, they was yelling, fuck Nick Cannon at me and yelling, I'm Rick James, bitch, at him. So, it, you know, it was it was wild. But, I mean, it was such a learning experience. And, you know, forever in debt with him, those quiet moments that we got, you know, before and after the show, we used to chop it up. And it gave me so much gain. Maybe what you're saying gives me some insight why he walked away from that Dave Chappelle show. Because maybe he loved stand up so much that when he'd go out there, all these kids are yelling, you know, the Rick James stuff and yelling yeah. out the, the shit from the TV show. Maybe it got in the way. Maybe that was really the reason. I mean, I think, I mean, again, you can ask Dave about it, but I think it was just a lot of the pressure of always trying to be something when you're trying to do one thing and other, they're perceiving it as something else. That's where yeah. I think where as comics, we get frustrated because. We never want to look like uh, we're, we're, you know, tap dancing up there. We never want to look like a, a jester or a clown. We're trying mm-hmm. to give a perspective. And if people, it's, it's about, you know, are they laughing at you or laughing with you? So when you were young, like 16, you're doing stand-up in uh, Jamie Foxx's Laugh-A-Palooza. <laughs> yeah. And then Will Smith saw a tape of you. And signed you, or like 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 this guy saw you on tape and said, "I'm I'm going in the Nick Cannon business." That's pretty amazing. Yeah, he told me I reminded him of him. I mean, I, I kind of our first meeting, he was I, you know I was rapping, telling jokes, and I even I had a script ready, and I was like, "Man, this is a TV show we should do together." And I pitched them a, a whole pilot, right? You know, right when I met, he's like, "I'm in." Gave me a TV deal, a record deal, put me wow. in Men in Black Two. He was, he, I mean, he was truly a mentor when I was 16 and always was a great example, man. Just just a, a solid dude. You must have thought you died and went to heaven. I mean, what? Absolutely. A, I think of myself and he, at this 16. Was, he was saving the world every... So this was the Will Smith biggest movie star ever uh, time, like late 90s. And I was just like, he took me under his wing and allowed me to, to see all of that. I can't imagine at 16 you accomplish that. That you yeah. got Will Smith tapping you to, not yeah. tapping you, that's a bad word to Yeah, say. that definitely that, wasn't yeah, tapping. He didn't tap you. You know <laughs> what I mean, though. But Will Smith takes you under his wing. Yeah. That is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, man. It was, and like you said, even before then, like, you know, I was, I was the kid out in Hollywood. So people, whether it was Jamie Foxx, whether it was Chappelle, those people, they would see me and it'd be like, you know, I want to help this kid. Jamie Foxx, too, wanted to help you. Yeah, yeah. Early, I, I knew Jamie before I met Will. Like you said, he had a, a comedy festival in Atlanta called Laugh-A-Palooza that we put all new comics on. And, you know, that's where a lot of people first saw me. Did you used to go to Jamie's house when he had those crazy-ass parties where... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I was only, like, 15 years old when I sucked. So, and he, I had a crush on his sister. 
So, and she was, she was a little older. She was like 21 years old. So in her, like her mind, she was babysitting me. I was like, we hang, they, 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 I, I thought I was partying. Uh, but clearly she was just looking it. after me, keeping me out of all wow. of the craziness. Oh man. You must have, I mean, imagine at 16, I'm saying this to the audience, 16 years old. I mean, it's not like you come from show business. And suddenly yeah, you're at Jamie Foxx's house who has these legendary parties. And you're talking about people would be there like the most famous people in Hollywood, right? Absolutely. Just chilling. And that's the thing. I would have to go back to school the next morning and nobody believed me. They thought I was lying. <laughs> who would you be hanging with at uh, Jamie Foxx's house? I mean, I don't know. Back then, it was just, you know, Snoop would be there. Like, I was really impressed with seeing people like, you know. Like that, I was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was a superhero to me, you know, sure. growing up to just see him just chilling. And, uh, man, it was so, so many the Lakers, like just, you know, just be people chilling. White you know what I mean? was in the building. <laughs> but like, you know, adults don't want some 16 year old kid usually hanging around them, you know? I, I kind of carried myself pretty well, though. Like, I wasn't, you, you know, I, I saved all my energy for the stage. I mean, if you know, I mean, you know me, I'm a pretty, chill and laid back dude uh so i never really was in the way like they didn't really you know see like what's that kid doing here wow i can't imagine what that's like that's pretty incredible and you know th and then will smith helps you get a movie role in drumline i mean like, like yeah. who does that for anybody nobody does that for anyone i think they do i just you just don't hear about the stories as, as much and i mean even I learned from them, and now for the next generation of comics and musicians, I get to, you know, pay it forward as well. I think people, really? if you think about it, like from the the princes of the world, the Quincy Jones, like Will, Jamie, did like they they put you know the curators they they kind of usher in the next generation. But isn't there a lot of jealousy also, like where people go, you know, they go, you know, and I'm not helping that guy. He might be, he might take my job. It's usually the jealousy of the people who aren't as successful. I mean, that's where the jealousy, right? That low frequency of like, which I understand. I mean, if you're still hustling, you're still hungry, you're not looking to help someone else. But by the time you get to a higher frequency where you can actually look out for others, you, you kind of, you want to do that. I've, I've never met someone who is, you know, spiritually aligned, successful, making money and that you know, turns their back on, you know, young people or people that are trying to come up under. Uh, but some of those people who are dealing with some other issues or maybe not as successful as one would perceive, those are the ones that kind of hold on to a lot of that, you know, that, that, that negative energy or don't want to help people. So, Nick, the big question is, when the whole thing goes down, here you are, you're a stand-up comic. When the whole thing goes down with Chris Rock and Will yeah. Smith, you're probably like, yeah. oh, fuck. I love Chris Rock. I love, what the fuck do I do? And this is a real show business problem. It really is. <laughs> like me, you know, I got, I know Chris. And I'm like, I, I immediately put a call in and said, this is bullshit what Will Smith did to you. But you, yeah. you're like, fucked. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I was, it's funny. We were in Atlanta shooting Wild and Out. And I was asleep, you know, on my circadian clock thing. Uh, and everybody's uh waking me up like yo you see this i'm like what see what and you know at first we all thought it was like a, a skit or something uh or that's what we were trying to figure out if it was real but then obviously you know how it rolled out 
they start, you know, showing Will cussing out, you know, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. It's like, yo, that's, he's not, that's his best <laughs> acting bet. right there. He should get an Oscar for that. Uh, but, uh, and I think once we realized what it was, it's like, damn, this is so unfortunate. Because that was, you know, the first year that, you know, Will Packer was, was the producer. We had a, a black, you know, production of, you know, Will was winning the, the, you know, Oscar for email performance. And it's like, that's, you know, I, it, it was tough. I mean, I don't think anybody, and, and then, you know, me, I was empathetic to like, man, I, Will's done everything right his entire career. And, right. you know, letting your emotions get the best of you in a moment like that is his biggest moment. I've, you know, I, I know he's, he wanted to, He's been chasing, chasing that Oscar gold for a while. And now, you know, it's going to be an asterisk because, you know, of that moment. And it's like, it, it was, it, it was heartbreaking for me, man. I, 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 and then even for Chris, man, like even have to stand up there and have to go through that. Like I, I my, my heart just felt for the both of them. Cause really, I mean, if we want to get into it and, you know, uh, you know, the psychology of it all. I mean, I, I was just a glimpse into the black experience, the black male experience, because <laughs> there's a lot of ego that goes into what we all do. And it's this thing where it's like, the, there's the bravado. There's this idea of like, it's not, you know, vulnerability has never been something that we sit well with in our community. And, mm -hmm. you know, that you saw two vulnerable men. And when, when it gets like that, you know, usually physicalities erupt at some point. What do you do personally to Will Smith's like a guy who really put his ass out on the line for you, but as a comedian. Yeah. Oh, you, it was funny you, as hell. Though. Like, you know, we was still, we still cracking jokes about it. Like, but did you call it, him, you know, nah, I think when people go through things, me personally, because I know when I go through things, it's so weird from, you know, whether it's losing someone or, you know, getting fired, getting canceled. Like I've been many times. I personally like to go within, step away. So I kind of give others that same respect. Space. And, you know, when they, yeah, like just, just people need space. I mean, especially you don't want, especially if I ain't talked to you in like six months and all of a sudden, man, you slapped the shit out of him. Like that wouldn't be <laughs> the, the call to make at, you know at what? that moment. So you kind of I swear to space. you, I feel for you in that situation because I'm thinking of myself. I never know what to do. I don't, on the one hand, when some shit goes down in my life, I don't want to hear from people. I'm like one of these people that shuts down. Mm. But at the same yeah. point, I've learned now in therapy that you should reach out to someone when something bad is See, happening. I don't know about, yeah, my therapist says that too, but I'd be reaching out to people every day, man. And it's, and then that weight, like you, you know, I'm still a, a very spiritual person and believe prayer and, you know, certain, words of affirmation and so i'll write i'll write a personal card that's where that's what i do because they seem that you put up effort you seem that it's like even when someone loses someone someone's going through sometimes the text is you know not not personal, personal enough yeah yeah but if you write a personal card and then send it to them or flowers i'm i'm that guy yeah man i don't know that's but I don't like to be intrusive, especially it ain't none of my business, really. Like we we all sit here and talk about it and have our our take, but it's like, that's don't what, you think you know, clearly? 
because of who Will Smith is in your life that you had to like pick up the phone and say, look, in a weird way. I mean, I don't know what you would say. You can't say you support the baby. Yeah. So what? So you haven't spoken to him since it happened. Nah, not since then. I haven't. Oh shit! But you I think it's do all something. love. You you call you call the people you call the people around. You know, uh, I'm really. But he's cold. probably really sitting did. there going, "Where the fuck is Nick Cannon?" You know, like how come this guy's not? Nah, calling? I, don't, I don't think that's what he's thinking. No, <laughs> I don't think that. Nah, I think he's got other things going. I mean, and he's good. Like that's the you you can see he's moving. You know. I don't big know, movies man. and all that i don't know what the the right thing is to do so what so let me get a, a fix on your life now you're getting yes you're getting into morning radio again right i never really left i'm yeah so this is the thing i guess what i said i'm the the new king of all media when you left terrestrial to go to sirius xm because it was like you, you were you had this freedom that you were able to do things that you did, couldn't do on terrestrial so yeah now uh Amp is like, like really reinventing radio. It's taking what the, all the things we love about radio and mixing it with social media. So, and I, I always try to keep my ear to the street, see what's coming up next. I was on TikTok when it was musically. I was Twitter, Vine, Instagram, and now everybody is talking about Amp, and it really is democratizing what radio is because but it's we used too to talk much, at Nick. people. Nick, no, it's Nick. not. It's amazing. I can, can I explain it to you? Can I let me explain it to you? All right. So if you're daily, doing, but but you got to spend some time on your show health. On television. Yeah. Right. Man, now, now where's is, that show? I, listen. So I don't even sixteen know hours. About uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's so many no, fucking shows. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how I got to this concept. So okay. All right. Sixteen sixteen hours a day to make one hour of content. That wasn't healthy for me. You know, right. I was in Harlem every single day trying to figure it out and i was thinking like oh that's where the oprah money is and the ellen checks and they took all that money that money ain't there no more <laughs> that's right. Right. They so got it. they drained the bank they got it all yeah right. so so i i saw this process which i love creating that amount of content but it took too long right. being the fact that you know the kids and being you know having to move i was flying back and forth to la so much and i was like there has to be a way that I can still do this level of content, entertain people every day without this strenuous work schedule. So, you know, I, I started Amazon where I was like, I want to be on Amazon. I started speaking it into existence. Like Amazon is where it's at, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. I love what they're doing in the media space. And I was in Vegas at this convention and I heard about this new app that allowed you to do radio from anywhere right on your phone you can engage with the audience like my show can tap into Nicki Minaj has a show there Joe Budden has a show there like it's it's the most amazing thing and now I'm live interacting with people just just like you from wherever I'm at from whether it's my studio in LA whether it's at my kids PTA meetings whatever it is I can do the content right there on my phone so it go from 16 hours to for one hour of content to literally three hours of live content before most people's day starts. I see. And now on your new radio show, one of your co-hosts. Daily Cannon, baby. We blasted Daily off. Cannon. Uh, <laughs> your, your, co, your co-host is one of the women you had a baby with. Now, that's got <laughs> to set off. That. That, that's true, right? 
I got that, that right. That is absolutely true. DJ right. Abby De La Rosa. DJ Abby, she must be hot. I know you don't fuck around with anybody <laughs> under a 10. She's amazing. Have you ever She's fucked amazing. a nine? I don't even think <laughs> you have ever had sex with a nine, as far as I can tell of what I know. I mean, you don't even look at nines. But um, So you're taking me down a bad road again. I'm, all I'm right. Trying to stay focused. High frequencies, Howard. <laughs> when you do the show with DJ Abby De La Rosa, when, yes. when, uh, uh, do the other ladies uh, get jealous or upset with you? They're like, Nick. For Christ's sake, I don't sakes, know. I'd we like haven't started the show yet. <laughs> I see. All right. Well, it could. I mean, but, uh, you know what? I think. I think everybody has their own thing. I mean, the beautiful thing about Abby is I met her in the radio space. She was she was working at uh, iHeart out, out here in L in, in L A. And I she was just I had never seen a radio personality and an actual DJ. Uh, and and she had her own show, and I was like, whoa, she's so dope. And that's kind of you know. I fell in love with her energy then. So I was like, when I started my new show, I was like, the only DJ I want is, you know, the one you're in love with my children. So you're in love with Abby De La Rosa. Yeah, of course. I always say I'm in love. I'm in love with energy. That's what I'm. I'm you I'm love focused. her energy. Like I, I love her energy. And yeah, what, and, and, and I love lots of energy, though. <laughs> and how does this happen? This other this woman, DJ Abby De La Rosa, which mom yes. is she of what baby number what? You remember? Uh, if, you, if I'm putting you on the spot, let me know. What? Is this <laughs> no, no, I, got, I, I have to count it out. It's uh, five. Five. She's baby number five. Which baby is that? Five, six, because I had twins. She had twins out the gate. You know, I got two sets of twins. So she had twins. And you know their names? All, everyone's name? I can name all, of course. Can you can name, name all every your kid. kids. And every kid. And <laughs> oh, order. And birthday <laughs> order. Yeah. Yes, Robin. <laughs> Wow. Why? I mean, yeah. um, all right, go. Go right now. Think, Na name the kid. <laughs> I'm going to test you. Rock, I got the... Hold on, Moroccan and Monroe, which we call Rock and Roll. Golden, powerful, and then Zion, Zillion, Zen. That's and correct. And then from there, we, yeah, there's legendary. Then there's... Legendary love. Rise, legendary yes. love. Then there's Rise. Uh, wrong, wrong. From, you missed... Uh -oh. You didn't let me finish, and then I. All right, of, go of ahead. Course, go ahead. A uh, powerful queen, and because mm -hmm. that's you know powerful queen cannon got to go there, and then of course we got beautiful uh, Zeppelin, and then Halo Marie. You left out Onyx Ice Cold. I, oh no! You know what? I did. I, that's, you did. You got. I, I knew I, you didn't. I was know trying them to all. go when you said no because when I you knew said it. <laughs> I knew it. when you said you threw me <laughs> off because I was going in order. I was going yeah. in order. But you well, could how right did right get missed completely? Poor, poor Onyx Ice Call. Poor Onyx. Uh, call the therapist no. now because Onyx yeah, Ice Call exactly. has to get some talking to today. Uh, here, here you go. You see now you're gonna create problems for me. You, you threw that in there. No, uh, I will. We'll, we'll all be in therapy together to talk about that. No, but, no, but that's. It. I mean, in that sense, because you know, um, clearly during the time. When, you know, Zen passed away, that's when things got really, really complicated for me. Um, and that's where, that's when I really went into therapy deeply, which I should have. And that's where, you know, a lot of stuff happened. So that's why even a lot more of my kids were, are, are close in age and that. But you see, because I was, I, I, I was in a dark place. I reached yes. out to you when you uh, lost your child and, yeah. uh, that was the right thing to do. I could have left you alone, yeah. but I reached out to you.
And I appreciated that. That is true. I mean, and that's I'm I, I'm conflicted with that often. And that's why I said with with certain people, I, I kind of because I feel like I don't like to bother people, and we all know, go through things. And so, so I think that's why writing a, a personal card. I, I've been I've been told that can that shows that you care. That shows the compassion. Right. Uh, and you know, I'll always remember. I, I, I what think I that's say. the way to go. Always remember what I say, Nick. It's always the tenth middle child who gets looked over. So be aware of that. It's, uh, I know this from a uh, large family. That is a saying. You got to be careful, you know, when you raise yeah, you these do. kids. Yeah, and there, all that stuff. There, there's so many things, but uh, you know, actually, that, that's funny. Like that's today uh on set with me onyx ice cold will be with me uh all day. She's, oh, she's actually that's yes that's why you she's the one <laughs> what about a robin stop nick, that nick what about, See, what nick, about nick what about this is where it's gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something you gotta do a radio show with all the women not just this one abby de la rosa all the women you had sex with and, and had babies with <laughs> Can you imagine the, the, how many people tune in for that? It's that, perfect that w- because, you know, Ma- Mariah's not going to do the show. Wait, no, so forget Mariah. She's in got, a different category. He's got forget five her. days and five women. No, Hilarious. no, no. You, you, you're not <laughs> tapping into my concept. All five women on the show with you oh, every day. At the same time. On the same oh, time. I would tune in immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. I think this is my thing. There's, there's, I had, hopefully, I have a lot of time on this planet to to tell my story. What I don't like to do or don't want to do is ever exploit the situation to, no, to where it is. No, I didn't say exploit. For, for <laughs> I didn't say let's make a show called Nick Cannon's Baby Mama my Roundtable. Baby. <laughs> 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 you know, like, but it would be interesting. So this Abby De La Rosa, you met her in the radio world yeah. when you were doing radio for iHeart. Well, she was working at her. I was promoting music, uh, and, you know, I would often go to the station and, you know, go on, on the, and I would see her doing her thing, and it was like super impressive. So what do you do? You ask her out on the date? How soon do you know that you're going to? I kind of played it low key, though. Like I wasn't, you know, I'm not a, a ask people out on a date type of guy. Like we just, no. I think I would throw like different events and, you know, we bonded through music. We bonded through, uh, you know, being able to de- DJ and she would, you know, show up at, you know, diff- my different DJ events. And uh, I would, all, you know, I, you, you speak over social media. And uh, I think she ended up, I invited her to a couple of the, the events where I was spending at. And she would come and be behind the turntables as well. We talk music and, you know, the rest is history. Jeez, it's wild, man. You, I gotta take. Why is that so wild? Why are you so? Why is it wild? Because you don't (laughs) listen. You want to know why it's wild? Yes. Because I sit here and I go, I've seen you in action. Very few people have seen (laughs) you in action, and I've seen you like with many women in your trailer and everything. I mean, just the idea, like you meet this fabulous DJ De La Rosa, and uh, then you know she's great. She's hot. She's everything. You go to a couple of events. You're hanging out. Magic happens. Sex happens. Then it's like, well, does she go like, don't you put a rubber on? You don't put a rubber on with anyone else. I want your baby. Like these women, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like it's such a thing. If you wrote a book about this, I would read it and I would study. I mean, I, 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 I am in the publishing business, however. Let's just say that's that. what I'm so saying. The, the why, story why will you, be told. 
what are you doing? That like like in other words, it, and then the so fireworks. I can come back and talk when I, when it's time to launch the book and and, yeah. and, and fuck yeah. all the secrets. Like, get that. You're here now. I want to know. It is but it brings crazy. Up a question, Howard, is he a non condom wearer? Oh yeah, I know that. Uh, I wear con- never, yeah. never. Well, is that is that what's on your mind, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> no, you told me. Listen, I'm not. Kidding. I'm not say? telling anything out of school. Nick's got nine inches. Right? You oh, told me that. Go, man. No, hell, hey. Why do we no. got to talk? Like, well, it's important to, to say. Be, trying to be on a high and, frequency, and, talk about the daily canon. No, no, no. So is Howard right? You do not, in general, wear a condom. Yeah, that's no, norm. He does. Condoms are his I kryptonite. He, that's what he said. <laughs> Nick sat me down in America's Got Talent. There, yes. He, he said, listen, Howard. I was Howard, out there in these streets. Yeah. I would have... Uh, you know, I would wrap both heads, as, as they say. Like, but because, and again, let me, let me tell you how it normally happens. If you really want to know, it's more about once you get with someone. Like, I, to me, sex is a is is a spiritual experience. I so bet. when you when you start off with someone you don't know, and it is you know you just out there. Those are the times where you wear condoms. But as you start to really fall in love with someone, and you feel like this is meaningful, absolutely. You, 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 you're, you're cohabitating together. Condoms eventually go away. And so, well, uh, for, for me, not for everyone. I know. But wait a second. Like, oh, like, so you, but once the condoms go away, you come inside the woman, right? You don't pull out. Well, then, then you got to get your pull out game together. And then, you, you know, which you don't have. That. Which you yeah, yeah, did, right? Yeah. <laughs> you do not have pull out game. Everyone says that yeah, about yeah. you. I can't pull it's, out of a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nick once said to me, and um, and I, I don't think I'm telling anything out of school again. We were talking. Nah, about, know, I'm America, open book. Yeah. We were talking on America's Got Talent. You know, this is behind the scenes, and I was asking him for some advice. And I said, "What's with condoms?" And he says, "You know, look, I don't know about you. My problem is they don't fit." They're not really it's too tight around my penis. And uh, it, it's so big and thick. I say, well, I don't have that. Yes. Mine fall off. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. Guy, again, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to evolve. I'm, I'm no, no I longer living the life of the AGT day. Nick, you, you know what my problem is? You know, I'm only, I'm four inches. I'll be honest about it. And when I pull out, it's quick. It, it's no problem pulling out. You, you got nine inches. It's like pulling out a garden hose out of that thing. You know, I mean, you, you, that's why you're not good it at it. Time. You got two months. It's time. time. Yeah. It takes a week to pull out. It's like backing up a truck. Cannon. Yeah, it's amazing. The daily cannon. Crazy. You you see the you see the like the phrasing is great though, right? Like blast it off every day. <laughs> let me get all this Delivering projects. Delivering the straight. daily cannon. Let me get let me get all the because Nick, you are very successful. It is clear. I mean Thank uh, you. I, I do worry that you're a little I'm overextended. trying to be the new king of all media. That's like I see like you mastered this. I've learned so I much. got one job. I'm like your illegitimate son. But that's the thing. <laughs> I've evolved. I, it's, I'm yeah. announcing it here. Howard's my dad. And there it and is. Now, I, there it is. That's, that's, that's the secret to the sauce. But no, I really learned so much from you and I've, I've watched what you've done. And now, you know, I'm leaving Terrestrial to go kick this off every day. But Nick, I have one job. Yes. 
Yes, Dad. Too much going on. <laughs> with the lupus, I want you to take some time. And I understand with circadian rhythms and all that other nonsense. I mean, stuff. It's circadian. You, He's not a, a caterpillar or something. <laughs> I don't know. He's worshiping <laughs> caterpillars. I worry about it. <laughs> the Daily Canon Radio Show. I'll, uh, let yes. me get this straight. Premieres 9 a.m. April 24th on AMP, which yeah, is going to be you know, fireworks. I'll do it from the West Coast. So that's 6 a.m. For, for everyone right, on the West Coast. Right. Oh. So I'm, uh, you, is that so where you're living you, now? You're living on the West Coast? Uh, for, for this show, and I get, you know, a couple of mass singer shoots out here, a few shows. Like, I'm, I go to the East Coast for all my East Coast projects, like Wildin' Out and different Here's things. Here's a question I worry. You know? I almost called you about this. I'll get back to the to figuring out okay. what the hell you're doing with all your yeah. career. <laughs> with your low lupus. The lupus, are yes. you are you being extra careful with COVID? Because I know if oh, you yeah. get sick. Now wait a second. Are you? Well, I I got COVID during when like the the, the real COVID. And I'm not that I'm talking about when it was before, before the, vaccine. the vaccine, all of that stuff. And it was in the middle of Mass Singer, and we had to uh, I I had to you know really step away from the Mass Singer. I think I missed like four episodes of the Mass Singer. Uh, and it was, it was scary, man. Like, cause that was that during that time where, you know, a lot of people, you know, around us were, were getting really sick. People were passing away. And, um, my doctors were really, really concerned when, you know, when, when I had COVID, but since then I haven't had it, but that was like, did that, you have it, it, real it did bad? get scary. Yeah. I had it. I had it pretty tough. Cause that's the thing. Even when I had pneumonia in December, the way lupus works, you know, it's an autoimmune condition. So a lot of other stuff started occurring and the flare-ups and stuff but uh i'm good now like i you know we making right. sure everything's moving but I, I thank you for being concerned dad yeah well i am concerned <laughs> not like your other friends shady pops <laughs> yeah <laughs> not like uh kevin hart did he ever call you no kevin, hey by the way yo the he does though he does call me he's, he's an asshole but he calls me when those type of things when you happen. say he's an asshole didn't he buy you a condom machine like an actual condom yes machine? he sent it he to your house a vending machine and filled it with <laughs> magnum condoms asshole oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's the great i don't even know where i'm gonna put this thing it's just sitting in my garage right now that is fantastic he went out and bought a <laughs> condom vending machine, which I don't even think they make anymore. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know where you see these things in gas stations. And he filled them with magnum. Yeah, yeah but yep. see, that's see. the kind of thing that Nick needs. You're calling to <laughs> congratulate him. He's sending him to a condom machine. I know. Machine. Like, take the hint. <laughs> Sit in my garage in Jersey. <laughs> Is that what you wear, Nick? Magnums? Is that your brand? Oh, I see that. Be honest. Seriously. What? I, 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 that is the, the, the one I prefer. Oh, you are something else. That are the ones I prefer. You prefer them because you're so fucking big down there. <laughs> Jesus. Magnum is for guys who are extraordinarily big. I used to take my regular condos and put them in the Magnum wrappers. Because we think I was. Jeez, I can't believe you wear Magnums. Wow, that's the brand I prefer. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, what's that like? Maybe we get you an must, endorsement deal. <laughs> you must, you should. You, you must be so proud when you're with a new woman and you pull your pants down. It must be so fucking great. No, see, this is, this is a problem right here because you like bigging it up and then not, like you, I rather, no. you know, I'm, I like the underdog energy. I like to be like, oh, I like to surprise people. 
But if you act no. like it's about to, you about to set it off, and you're like, oh, I heard you on Stern. This ain't nothing. Like I remember first time, <laughs> the first time you were with a woman, did you like when you pulled your pants? Or like before you were Nick Cannon, the famous guy, you know, and all that. Right, as a young comic that, trying to get it popping. Right, was that the, was that the shocker when you would pull down your pants and like 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 that, like women would be like, <gasps> yeah, you know I what never, I mean? I didn't know. I didn't. First of all, I thought people were just. I thought it was theatrics, but you got to understand too. Also, I was a little guy, like you know, right. I didn't. I I was like five two all through high school, eighty wow. pounds soaking wet. So I think it probably was. It probably looked a little strange if you, if you right, like half your body weight was penis. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, my God. So, so did you ever have women leave, like, and just say, "Look, Nick, I, I love you. I think you're terrific, but uh, I'm not going to be able to handle this kind of action." I mean, no, they they all hang in there. For no, it. no, no one left. No one ever left. No complaints. Women left me, but it wasn't because I was too big, but. Uh, yeah. Well, Man. women didn't complain. Oh. They couldn't speak. Every they time, were stuck. <laughs> every time I come on, I'm, I know every something. I, I get in trouble every single time. Nah, this you're not funny. in trouble. Come on. I mean, my God, it's funny. You were five foot two back in high school, and now now your dick is five foot two. It's crazy. <laughs> Think about the proportions. So, so we got like this here. Let's figure out what you're up to. Okay, my this day starts six five a.m. Right, daily cannon. Yeah. Do you three hours? So, now you get up at around two, right? Because you go to bed at seven. Yeah, yeah. Two at two a.m. You, know, you what do you work out? Yeah, meditate or you know get it all together. Uh, get a line, then work out, then uh, you know practice. You know piano, all of that type of stuff. Handle that. You play piano? I didn't know that. Yeah, piano, guitar, a bunch of drums. I, I'm I'm a church kid, so like I can make. I never instruments saw you. Make when noise. did you when? Did you start when you were young? Yeah. I mean, just, you know what? I really, I'm be honest. I didn't really even start perfecting it until I started like later in life and like producing music and stuff. And I really needed to understand theory. You know, I went to, you know, I was at Howard University uh, and, you know, I was taking jazz piano there and things like that. So I didn't uh, know that. I probably, yeah, yeah. I started really diving into my musicianship. And it's so therapeutic. I mean, it helped, that helped through therapy too. Cause they'd say, go find something that actually where you can be at peace and, you know, spend time with yourself and instruments. So, exactly so you wake that. up, you do the, you, you do a little meditation, meditation, work little breakfast, playing piano. Yeah. Eating all tech, Cause I do have to take quite a few pills, you know, so is a you know, drink I, right when I first opened my eyes, I drink a liter of water. Just to mm. kind of get everything flowing and moving. And by the time, you know, I get to uh, probably when it's six o'clock, I've already had like, you know, close to a gallon of water for most of the water intake that I need for the day. You are kidding me. A gallon of water. And what do you pish? Yeah, well, like that, every 15 part, minutes? Yeah, what do you do? Well, now you get all show. the toxins out. You get every, yeah, exactly. you get it all out. Yeah, you get it all out. All right, listen to me. That's a lot of water. Spread it out it a little is. throughout the day. A gallon of water. Like to, but see, like today, because, you know, you, you actually threw my, my, my morning off a little bit. So I'm only Good. like a liter and a half in <laughs> so far. Because I didn't, I didn't get to go to the gym this morning. So I was a little, uh, I got to figure you still that ripped? out for the rest of the I've day. I've seen you with your shirt off. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, pretty I good mean, shape. It's still there. Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. I love coming here because you just, you just like... Like 
inflate my ego so much. When I, <laughs> no, you're you you you're a player. What what kind of workout are you doing now? Uh, a lot of core stuff, a lot of boxing. You know, uh, boxing. Yeah, a lot of yoga. You know, that's part of the process of even. You haven't been in the street in the morning. The meeting. Yeah. Yoga in a street. Have you? No, no, no. I'm talking about boxing. I mean, I'm, I'm not kick, using it. Can you kick someone's ass? I mean, really well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, since I've been an adult, I've, yeah. I've never had a. You know, I haven't really had too many altercations uh but i've been in the boxing ring a couple you know quite a few times i don't think i've ever do? really i did i did pretty well i bet I kevin hart's ass in the boxing ring a few oh times. yeah you went in with him yeah because he was in what, his whole boxing did, kick for a while did you knock time, him out so. nah that's nah, my brother I, oh he's probably move like, around a little know. bit they like, ah, oh, Nick Cannon's a pussy he's got lupus so i could kick how his much ass. taller are you and, than than uh kevin a whole human being. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two Kevins so, and one me. So what are you doing? Like, I, did you do that move where you hold his head and just keep punching him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. My son, my son was boxing with this too. Cause you know, we, we can call him Rocky. He's like, he's a, and I got this video of him like training, like training with like a heavyweight trainer. And he was like, Uncle Kevin, I'm coming to kick your ass. And they're like, <laughs> like they're, they're not far off in height. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to let Rock handle my light work. <laughs> how, old you, how old is Rock now? He is about to turn 12 on April 12 and he's both. And, and he, and he kicked yeah. Kevin Hart's ass. That is just fucking crazy. <laughs> Poor Kevin Hart. I can't even believe it. I'm thinking about your life. I mean, between, with the, with all that water, between pissing and fucking, that's 90% of your day centered on your penis. It's crazy <laughs> what's going on with you. Hey, by the way, you still, uh, close with, uh, Pete Davidson? I know you guys are, uh. Yeah, that's my from, man. I, that's your man. I love that you, dude. Yeah. You speak to him a lot? Uh, I mean, he's doing his thing. So, you know, you know what Pete is really good about? He's really good about reaching out because even like he'll, he'll change his number and stuff like that. So, you know, we're always off doing our thing, but he'll always reach out and be like checking on you. Or if he got something he's working on, inviting me to his different events. So I always appreciate that from my young brother because, you know, some people reach certain levels and they kind of, I don't think it's anything personal. I like people just start living their life. And then when you see them, you see them. But Pete is very good about like reaching out. And, uh, even when he's, he's going through stuff and, you know, we, we've kind of been there oh, for yeah. each other throughout the years. And, uh, he's always, he's one of those that, that, that will tap in regardless of what's going on. You and Pete, it makes sense. Your friends. I mean, you guys both. I taught him I mean, everything he knows. Fuck yeah! I mean, he has definitely learned from. Who's got the bigger dick at this point? Is it Pete? I, I or you? don't know, and I don't want to know. You guys got to come on together. We gotta, we gotta measure. I mean, because you know, Pete's got this whole thing about his big dick, big dick energy, all this shit. I bet you're bigger than him. You know. Listen, I, I, I that's that's my young brother. It's even it's even like when right. I see my kids. And, you know, I'm changing diapers like that. That's the other half of my day. Uh, and I'm like, I'm really happy with the young cannons. Like, I'm really like, may, I'm more proud about what they packing than what I got. They're bigger. They're, they're, you could tell already your kids are my big. sons. My, my sons are packing. Wow. 
They're all going to oh, represent. Yeah. They're going to represent. I said to my mother once, I said, Mom, did you know like I had a small penis right early? She goes, yeah, it was always small. I mean, it's so embarrassing. I, I, I can't. I mean, uh, do you guys, do you, I mean, you guys have so many similar, from penis aside, I mean, you're both comedians. You're both successful. Well, you, I mean, I've told you this story before, Howard, but you know how when I was at 92.3, you know, right. your old station, uh, I, I used to also host a comedy night at, at Gotham in the city. And uh, there was this kid that would call my morning show every single like week talking about, yo, I'm funnier than you. Put me on the show. And, I, and it became almost like a bit. And I told him, I will right, well, come down to the show. My con, you know, Cannon's comedy show. And he came down at 15 years old and ripped it. And from then I took him on the road with me. He, uh, we worked on all my stand-up specials together. He, he went, I took him around the world for the first time, got a, uh, his passport, uh, and then put him in his first movie, played, uh, I directed this movie called School Dance with Kevin Hart and George Lopez and Cat Williams. And he played this character that didn't have one line, but his name was Stink Finger. And he would just, <laughs> oh, that's funny. he would walk around with a stinky finger and put it under people's nose. <laughs> and then like people didn't know who this kid was, but Stink Finger <laughs> turned into Pete Davidson. <laughs> That's a, man, you know, that is unbelievable. That, that is so nice that you did that. See, you do yeah. pay it forward. Yeah, I do. I mean, and he was 15 years old. I remember uh, it was so amazing, too, because I didn't know anything about the kid except for he was funny. And then I was like, man, you got to finish high school before I could take you on the road. I need to talk to your mom. His mom right. the most lovely woman ever. And she shared the story with me about Pete's father in 9-11. He hadn't he never told me. Uh, wow. And it just it made me fall in love with the guy. Uh, even more, man, to be 15 years old and going through you so know, much and be so involved and so talented. It's funny, kind of jokingly, I was going to say to you, oh, how soon did he lay on you, the fact that his father died in 9-11? And he didn't Never say a word. It. Wow. Never mentioned it. Yeah. At wow. 15, you know what I mean? Like, to be, he's like, I just want to be funny and, you know, his mom and his sister, you know, they were living in Staten Island. It, it was, I mean, the kid is, is brilliant. He's a, he's a beautiful he's human. A funny being. guy. And and with the yeah. girls too. I see he's, why the ladies is all on him. He's a, he's a, he's like you? me, Robin. Yeah. He's a delicate soul. <laughs> to um, and and both you guys, I just realized you both dated Kim Kardashian. What do you think of that? Did you ever consider that? Rumble, young man, rumble. <laughs> like, yes, I, I, I mean, do you guys we, ever get that, together? You, and no, you know what? Interestingly enough, and this is respect to to Pete. During that time, that was probably our most distant time. You know why? And, because and, you, I was on. I, and then, and and you know, you're probably trying to be, you know, I was doing my daily talk show, trying to be funny, and you know, and he's like dealing with all of that. Um, mm. And I remember it was a moment because you know I was, I'm also really, or at at the time, you know, I was really, you know, close with Kanye, yeah. uh, and that that was a weird dichotomy for for or like or even just the just the Kim because I, I I always say I'm the person who introduced. Uh, Kim to Kanye because you know during that time that was that was when I was I was with her so to see all of that happening. Wait a second, Nick. Knowing Nick, this is my yes. You're saying you were with Kim, and then you yeah. introduced Kim to Kanye. I believe. I mean, it was just like 2006. This was a long, you know, it was a long time ago. And you were we cool were, with that, we were or young. you were heartbroken? But they was nah, because I'm saying like that's probably when they first actually met each other. They probably didn't get together until 
years later, but I'm just saying like, you know, it, this, it was one of those and times Pete where call like you? all of the, does no, say, he kept, he, none of that. And does Kanye that, that call you and say, Nick, you better straighten this yeah. out. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, I talk, I would talk to Kanye all the time, but, um, that during that time, um, yeah, I felt, I felt for all of them, man. I mean, like to have to live your life out in the Jeez. public and people passing. Jo- I've been there before, so I know. What advice do you how, give Kanye? Do you say Kanye? Listen. To shut the world out. Go in, go, whether it's therapy, whether it's prayer, just listen to that inner voice and, and don't, you know, turn the microphones off, turn the phones off. Like those are, the, those are the illusions and the, the, the toxic That's energy advice. That can destroy us all. Yeah. You become like a That's, guru. I heard this story. The I heard this story. finally making you. sense. The turban <laughs> makes sense. It's like, man, you're like a swami. When, 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 when Pete split from Ariana Grande, you told him he needed an older woman, and you encouraged him to be with Kate Beckinsale. That's uh, that's a hell of a piece he of advice. He would know the formula. After yeah. you've been with Ariana Grande, you need to be with an older yeah. woman now. <laughs> what happened there, Nick? You called up Pete and said, Pete, listen, I see what's going on with you, you with know. this young girl. Is that how you, how, or he called you soliciting advice? Nah, I was, I was probably just joking and, and probably, you know, because as Robin knows, I like him seasoned. I like him, I like him with some experience. Nick, listen to me. I'm a radio guy. Your first yes. show on this new, uh, uh the, the, you know, the, the, the daily, daily Canon radio, daily Canon radio show on amp. You got to do you, Kanye and Pete. Do a round table on dating camp. <laughs> this will be big. You got to listen that to me. Is, what do you do? I, I, have, I have way more respect for Kim. Like, I think the interview with just me and Kim would be more, more intriguing. No. I would love that. That's that. I would tune in for that. Nick, There's so much I, to be said. I, I feel funny asking you this, but, uh, you know, listen, you've always been honest with me. She's the one that had us all wrapped around her finger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> got you guys She's jumping the, through hoops. She's the one. Like, if you if you want to talk about who's the most fascinating, that's the the billionaire woman that's making all of these men go crazy. Yeah, not kidding. She's that good, huh? Made you go nuts. <laughs> Jeez, How- I, I, I was I was young, Nick. Because of your sexual prowess and you are a legendary coxman. How many days <laughs> can you go without having sex? Seriously, have you ever denied right, yourself? I- Yes, I told you I tried to be celibate. Uh, the How long did it I was last? Celibate was How for did long nine did months. Last? I did it uh, nine, nine months, months you... one time. No masturbation. Long, no masturbation, because that's still. I mean, that's when you're trying wow. to. You can't release. That's the whole thing. There's but isn't that poisonous that. to your system? Isn't that poisonous to your body to hold in your your old <laughs> semen and not get it out and exercise <laughs> your prostate? I'm being serious. Uh, though. I'm asking. I, I don't think so. <laughs> And were you but, constantly I mean, chubby? Like, were you that constantly That was a long time up? ago. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know, because I was very, I was, that was younger then, too. So, right, uh, right. Yeah, so, you know, you wake up and it's, you had attention type of thing, but uh, it's, well, no, you know, you get no past nocturnal that. emissions. No wet uh, dreams. Yeah. Oh, no, you know, it's funny. During that time, it's funny, like, because I think I was filming a, a movie, like, people were saying I was sleep fucking. Like, how do you Like, people would see me put, and I'd be like, gyrating on the guy. I guess I probably was rubbing up against the tree. Dream. Yeah, Nick. having some dreams. But, uh, After- yeah, you do, you kind of, 
after nine months of not fucking, no masturbation, how did you break the seal? Now that's that's a topic for your book because well, see, now, yeah, I mean, I was I was young and I was one, you know, I've been engaged a bunch of times, and during that time, I was in a a very uh, how I say uh, I was in a Christian relationship where we didn't believe we were we were planning to get married, and and wow. so we were doing that together, and it was through you know we were trying to hold out and uh when she broke my heart then i just went back to the streets and <laughs> can I, I was delivering the daily cannon <laughs> wow geez what a story your penis could write a book well listen i'm so proud of you i don't even know what to say i'm, I'm bursting with pride right now let's get back to what uh, these shows are because we all right let's get back to, to the yes, shows Rob, Nick's Rob, here. Nick, Rob is back Nick, on my side well you know thank Nick you. is so busy bragging about his sexual prowess that we can't even get to these shows I mean my god uh, that's that's what right. this is going to do all he did is talk about his penis no and... we talked about you running around in those clubs and becoming famous at 16 <laughs> hanging out with all man what a charmed life you had you, do you ever pinch yourself I have I do I think that's why I'm so optimistic. That's why I love life. That's why I don't take anything serious. Because where I came from and and where I am now, I mean, it's it's such a blessing, man. I mean, I I, I, I rolled this thing till the wheels fell off, put the wheels back on, and kept rolling. So it's like <laughs> I, I I really feel like so privileged and honored, and you know, I, I thank God daily just for did this you life. did you I grow up in the up hood? Created? Were you surrounded by gang violence yeah. and things like that? I I I, I think. I don't like to glamorize that, but I, I grew up just like everybody else in Southern California. I mean, right. we we glamorize gang violence. We glamorize the street life. And, you know, I found myself as I'm learning and growing. Uh, I used to, like, try to prove to everyone because, you know, yeah, I grew up tough. But, like, what is that really proving more, especially as a father? Macho. Now? Yeah. Like, so I, I don't talk about it much, but I mean, it wasn't easy. But it, it, it also by the time I was 16. I was already on a path to kind of provide for my community and my my family, so I I, I don't really talk about it. But it, it was it wasn't easy. Let's just say that. Yeah, well, I hear you. No, no <laughs> one gave you the, anything. I mean, anybody no one gave that, you, you know, anything, Nick. Yes, we work. We working for it. Damn right. Okay, so here's what here's what we got going on. Let's let's uh, give Nick uh, our full attention on what these businesses are that he's involved in okay because there's Dad. a lot going on all right, right you got the daily canon radio show premiering 9 a.m april 24th on amp it's all hell is going to break loose when these other women hear that he's got this uh dj woman they're, they're probably uh, hearing it for the first time right now yeah i mean they got to be pissed they want to be on the show and you ought to put them on uh then you got this is big this is a big show for nick celebrity prank wars i like it i saw the promo for Thank it uh, Thursdays, you, 10 p.m. on E, E Network, my yes. old network, Wild and Out, 19th season. Wow. Yes. What an accomplishment, Wild and Out. Thank you. That's crazy. You got to come on. We need you on there. What would I do on there? <laughs> Me. You, you freestyle rap. You got that. Freestyle rap. <laughs> freestyle, no, I, uh, freestyle. Free. Just no, I don't rap. Drop my, some bars. You've heard my band, Tuchus, haven't you? <laughs> yes. You've heard, heard Tuchus? Yeah. Yeah. Heard that song we do. I should play you my yeah, music. Never mind that. I, I don't rap, but I'd come on and perform uh, my music if that's what you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, let, let me play. Uh, let, let, tell me what you're thinking. Let, is be honest because you're in the record business. Absolutely. Smell my Tuchus 
by Tuchus. This is me on Leeds. <laughs> and I'm pretty good. I'm telling you right now. Be prepared. Rob. Mm. Fuck yeah! Yeah! Turn right. up. Listen. Smell my Yo. Amazing. Let me Season on that 20 of Wildin' Out, Howard Stern. That's it. <laughs> you, you, Let me bring, tell you, man. Bring your tuchus. You know what's next? I'm going to have 11 kids. Fuck everybody. <laughs> there it is. That's, damn that's right. The fuck you energy I'm <laughs> talking about. Wait till I take out my, well, I'm not a magnum, but my uh, my other <laughs> condoms. All right. Listen. The daily, so well, here's what we have. All right. Yes. You got Daily Cannon Radio Show, which is starting to oh, happen and. on April 20th. Okay, but let's hope you keep your health together with the radio show, because you know what happens yes. with you. You burn out quick. You get sick, and then you got you got to just pace yourself. Celebrity yes. Prank Wars, which is a lot of pressure to produce. You got to keep finding celebrities. Who do you got lined up for Celebrity Prank Wars? Uh, so far, we got uh, Joe McHale, Anthony Anderson, Lil John, uh, Ludacris. Uh, we got a lot of Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I don't want to be on that Hansen. one. I don't want to be on that. I hate being like pranked. To be pranked. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me I and Ashton Kutcher used to have beef for a long time because they tried to punk me and I would catch them every time. And what did they do to you? They tried to what was the worst thing they did to you? Um, they had Brand Brandy, the singer Brandy. We th I thought we were going to my studio, uh, in San Diego, and she wanted to pull over to this gas station in Encino. Which I found to be really bizarre. I was like, <laughs> we got a two, two and a half hour drive, but you want to stop? I got a full tank. And she's like, no, I got to go to this gas station. I was no, like, that's, that's right. ridiculous. Either you're going to rob me or prank me. What is only like? <laughs> and she had money, so I knew she wasn't going to rob me. So we go to the gas station. I pull up. I'm like, I don't even know why we're getting gas. She's like, I really have to use the bathroom. And they, they have a good bathroom. I'll be right out. She runs in. I'm out there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I didn't know what this is. So I start looking around and I see where all the cameras are positioned. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, this is Ashton and them at it again. So then I, she, like on cue, I walk over to the, like, to the thing and she's like banging on the glass, like, help, let me out. And I was like, nah, I'm leaving you in there. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> and then she was like, you never fall for this stuff. And they all got mad at me and stuff. And so what was the so prank? That you, that she locked herself in the bathroom and you had to get her I, out? I don't know where they were going to go. I think that I was going to have to like break her out of the gas station or I don't know. Oh my it was, God. Uh, right. it was, now, Daily Cannon Radio Show. Plus you got the mass Singer, which you have to stay on top of. Then you yeah. got Celebrity Prank Wars. Which is that? Wild. Yeah, Matt Singer's a big deal. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that should be enough. Yeah, I could wild just do the Matt and out. Yes, you I could. That you're coming on. I can't believe what you got going on. Wild announced 19th season Thursdays 9 p.m. I you know what? You must have a shitload of money. What the fuck could I you be earning a year? Yeah, I mean, Matt Singer. Mean, are you worth 
Hmm. Go ahead. Give it to him. All right. I'm if, I, if I'm within $5 million, will you tell me I'm right? Well, see, that this is the thing, because you hear all of these, like, Forbes lists and all of that stuff, which I don't believe is true. But, I mean, just put it this way, Howard. Think about, you know, I know your, your bag is different. But when, since our AGT days, I've been consistently on the number one show on television. Wild and I was the number one show on cable, uh, in, in its demographic and time slot. Right. I've had, I, I mean, I, I've been doing all right every year, like consistently. And you own the, I would say uh, since they, I don't own it. I wish I owned it. It was already, a, it was a, a international property, uh, that was a, a hit show. So the, I think it started in Korea, but I, I brought it over to, uh, the state. When you say you brought it over, in other words, you licensed it. You were the businessman. We licensed it. it. I mean, uh. one, I mean, I got to give Fox the credit. Like, you know, like, you know. No, you don't. I, I can't be. I you mean, brought it I, over. I mean, but it was one of those things where nobody believed in this in this concept. But I saw the success that it had over there. And then, you know, my man, Rob Wade, who's like a, a genius. I, I, I knew him from the AGT days. And. We, you know, he, he took a chance on me and, and really showed me love at, at Fox doing everything. So and then he you're was not like, an employee. So. You're not an nah, employee. I'm the executive of producer. You're the executive yeah. producer. Oh, what the, yeah. what kind of dough could you be pulling down from that? I, but I, I try not to talk about that because like, as you say, health is well. You could be so making, as long as I'm healthy, you could be making 15, 20 million dollars a year just from that. I mean, <laughs> Am I right? It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound crazy, uh, right? It doesn't sound crazy when you think about the number one show on Fox. Maybe more. Look at you. It's, with a, that it's been it's been really good. We're going into our tenth season. Ten seasons of Mass Singer. Imagine this, seasons, ladies and gentlemen. Seasons of Wilding Out. All that. It sounds like Howard wants penis. to have my baby now. All that and nine inch penis. You're damn right. You bring that thing over here. And don't put that magnum on. I'm ready. Well, I still wow. have to say, nobody has done the hosting of AGT better than Nick Cannon oh. ever. And he was terrific. Going through these. Don't these make his head bigger. This turban's going to explode. I'm just happy that Robin loves me again because I've been hearing y'all conversations. I'm like, what did I do to Robin? (laughs) She's counting up all these projects and the money. She's uh, I think because, you know, Robin know I had a big crush on her forever. And then I think. Absolutely. Impregnate her right now. all the kids. Uh, Can I? Let's yeah. Go ahead. I give you permission. There's a green line. A lot of people. Robin, I will marry you today. Oh, sure. now you're cut talking. everybody off. <laughs> you can come uh, spend this fortune with me. Believe me, she'd <laughs> love it. Nine inches. Power couple. Robin, can you handle? You've been with nine inches. How hard, Tell tell the world how hard it would be to handle Nick's uh, package. What? Go ahead. It's not easy. I, I right. hope that Nick is a good lover because you have to be. What does Nick need to do with his nine inches, Robin, to be a good lover? In other words, he's got to, he can't go in fast, right? That's right. He's got to make sure that you're ready. Right. That takes time. Okay, Robin. Yeah, slow down, Nick. Trust the head first and then, you know, take your time, man. I know you're anxious and you got a lot, you got that circadian rhythms you got to get to bed. My rhythm is right, Howard. The Wild and Out Tour, by the way, listen to this, starts June 20th. I don't understand how you're doing that. 
And yeah, the we just sold out the garden. That's it. That's wow. it's like it's been. Yeah, we sold what out the, the garden uh, in oh December. Gee, what yeah, is and so the every, and then every summer, you know, we kill it. And the future superstars TV show starts in September on BET, and I saw the promo yeah. for that on BET, and yeah. that looks like another winner. This show, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Howard. I'm just trying to keep cooking what? while the pot is hot. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Let me get my phone out. One second. I got it. Get your calculator. I know you're not the greatest at math, Dad. Excuse me. Everyone quiet, please, for one second. Hey, Siri. How much is Nick Cannon worth? Oh, great. It says here $60 million. Oh, I'll take that. No, you're worth more. I see the smile. You're like, that's light. Well, what does worth mean? Like money that I've generated or money that I have in a bank liquid? Well, that's listen. All, I mean, I, I well, mean, look at this, Nick. Siri, we don't know what she's Siri, Siri says. Siri says she wants to Generate. fuck you. You believe yeah. this? She, she just said it. Your baby. She's like, <laughs> I want to fuck Nick Cannon. <laughs> all right. Easy, honey. <laughs> all right. I didn't expect, wow. You made my tea go down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's funny because never mind <laughs> but why I'm, why is that funny I'm, never mind i i again because alexa said it the other day exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you knew where i was going rob alexa is actually going to be a part of my show is that right? with amazon and she's gonna just like what you did right there you know i'm always following your lead alexa is going to actually be one of the voices on the daily channel and she's going right. to be into me <laughs> You're damn right, Nick, because I'm going to fuck your brains out. That's one of your bits. Well, guess what? It's a good one. I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you hard. Take your nine-inch dick and let's get going. All right. Easy, Siri. All right. Listen, Nick, you're up to a lot of stuff. Remember what I always say to you, and I'm not trying to come off like a know-it-all, but you got to pace yourself. You want to be the king of all media. I appreciate it because you're probably one of the few people that will be honest with me and tell me. And you, I, I, every time you talk to me about this, I feel like you care about me, and I, I appreciate it. I do it. care. Man to man. I don't I do care. Yeah, about even that. the whole time I was bad mouthing you, he kept saying nice things about you. No, I, I was listening, and I was like, first of all, I was like, Robin sounds like a woman scorned. I don't know what I did to her. You did something. She's angry. At and you. Then, but Howard, you always have my back. You've always. I mean, I, I joke about right. the father thing, but man, you you really look out for me in in a in a patriarch sense. Like the, I I don't get a lot of it. But first of all, I don't listen to a lot of people, as we all can see. Uh, but you're probably one of the few people, you know in this in this business thank you that i do listen to and so i, I appreciate all your wisdom man it's, it's love again you've called me during some time some tough times you know i get yes. canceled every month from something <laughs> i've said or, i go what'd you but do you Nick? Always, <laughs> but you know what because i've looked at you in your career and first of all like they weren't you did a lot of shit you should have got canceled for but early on <laughs> but you, i was canceled put back on and then canceled yeah. again i fired I from more movie about it so I literally yeah. study you in the sense of like just just your resilience and then even your evolution of, you know, as, as a young man, you was doing some wild shit. No, but it's out of my fucking mind. Here. You got to yeah, You got to just. just that's it. And I probably I probably wouldn't be in therapy right now if it wasn't for you. I mean, and well, even like everything from the meditation, I, I take notes, man. 
Well, t- well, thank you for that, because I felt it was an important message to get out there when I wrote my book, that people should be in therapy if they can afford it, if yeah. they can find somebody good, because it's really... Oh, fuck. Hold on a uh, second. Who's that? <laughs> oh, whoa, Kanye West. What do you want? What? Yo, yo what's, what's going on, Howard? Yo, I didn't know that you were going to have Nick Cannon in the building. Yo, Nick Cannon, I-, I found out something about you today, bro. Yo, I can't believe... That you was friends with Skeet Davidson, bro. Like, man, I just snatched that turban off your head, fam. That's, that's a Judas listen, move, bro. I listen, never knew listen, that about you, Nick Cannon. Listen, uh, Kanye. You know that. <laughs> Nick is my guest, and you knew it. And stop it. This Yo. is uh, not a place for you right now. This is Nick's moment to shine. You want to come on another yes. time? That's fine, right? No, nah, no, nah, bro. Nick. I, I feel like him. I feel like Nick Cannon. And Skeet Davidson stabbed me in my back with their big dicks, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. Like, All right, bro. You probably, you probably hooked Skeet Davidson up with Kim. No, listen, listen, you you got it all wrong. Nick's a good guy. Everybody just calm yes. down and take a breath and meditate and go to bed with the circadian yeah. rhythms, okay? You know, yeah, we love you, yay. Right, yeah. Put a turban no, on the, your head and shut up. That's it. No, I'll take care no, of Now, the thing about it, Howard, like, I, I had a lot of respect for Nick Cannon, but... I just think that that was a that was the wrong move, bro. Like you talking about Skeet Davidson and you all right, me in the same that, all right. sentence. Right. Yo. <laughs> all right, listen. Yo, you you so made everyone up. upset with all of your women. Um, I feel wait, like I've had that real conversation before. <laughs> so that was oh a little too real. Oh man! Well, listen, hilarious. Nick. You're friends with everybody. You got a big career going. It's really incredible. Um, big Nick uh, energy. Big <laughs> Nick energy. And it's impressive. And uh, we look forward to your new radio show. Everybody's going to be watching and listening to the Daily Canon radio show. Uh, and it's, it's a, 9 a free app that everybody can download. Is it? I'm telling there you, you man, I'm literally following in your footsteps. Like I was on 92.3. You was on 92.3. You left. I, I just, well, I need just, to get that. 500 million. I, I need that deal. I'm, I'm, I'm not you, stopping until I get it. I hear you all <laughs> fired up, but you better take care of yourself because you're going to yeah, end up in I the hospital this. if you don't calmly go about your life. And enough with and, all and these. Be, and no more kids. That's it. That's 12, it. Is that where we stopping? That's it. We stop. Well, we're asking my you. Father, are, my are, father are we stopping? Spoken. Give me the, give me well, the word. I, are you are done? You pre- I'm, yeah, I want an answer. I, I want an exclusive. Are you done for real? Every or time you- I answer this question, it, I can never answer it correctly because I don't know. Because and, wow. and like one time they asked me on entertainment, I said I leave it in God's hands, and then all these religious people got mad. Don't bring bringing Jesus into this. <laughs> yeah, never mind God. That's right. Don't bring Jesus into I, your fortification. Stop it. All right, yeah. let's make a prediction. I let's make a I'm, prediction. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy currently with you know. My my dozen. But what that if I got you? But yeah, but the dozen. But what if you meet a woman? Let's say, right? Let's say, um, I don't know who it would be, and you fall really she crazy. Be cold. Yeah, right. I mean, she got to be amazing. You know why she's got to be amazing? First of all, she got to put up with all these other women, and she got to put up with all the other kids. Yeah. Imagine. I wonder who who do you got your sights set on? Who would, who would be the woman that make you have a baby again? Right now, right off the top of your head. <laughs> I said to you, you could have any woman in the I'm world. Not doing man. this. 
Who's it, who could it I be? See the if I said to you, like, <laughs> like if I said to you, Nick Taylor Swift uh, wants to have a baby with you. I mean, would, Absolutely, that do it? I'm in. That would Let's do it. go. <laughs> that's the one, yo. What about that's the what one. about? I got one for you, Emily Ratajkowski. You know that who that is? Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, forget her. I'm what about um, Taylor Swift? Right. They, I'm, I'm looking for that. Taylor Swift. Like, that's I'm all in. Selena Gomez. What is it about her? First of all, she's an amazing songwriter. Okay. Uh, and what I do love about Taylor Swift is the fact that she has been so vulnerable and open with all of her music since a young girl. As, and she kind of like me. Like, me and Taylor's numbers is very similar when we're talking about <laughs> being in these streets. <laughs> right. Like, so you know? I think she would relate to me very well based uh -huh. off of like, yo, you've dated a lot of people in, in the public eye. So have I. So we probably would really understand each other. Can you imagine the headline that's coming out of this? Nick Cannon <laughs> wants to have Taylor Swift's baby. This is wild. <laughs> From this the, is wild. And Howard Stern is his illegitimate father. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> Headlines everywhere. Listen, if you were my son, I'd be so proud. Look at with all your son. He would claim you. You wouldn't have to be I mean, legitimate. I mean it. I mean it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, you, we all knew you were hiding an illegitimate black son. It's Nick Cannon. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh oh, look who's at the door. The maternity ward. What is going on? <laughs> we got oh my ten God. more cannon babies this morning and thirty are at the door. Call the National Guard. We need beds. We need beds now. Wow. They're going to ship me off to China. By the way, it has <laughs> been reported that Taylor there. Swift recently broke up with her boyfriend of yeah, six she's years. Free, you you know I know right that, now. Howard. You know I'm, I'm my, my spidey senses was tingling. I would love if you had a baby with Taylor Swift. I think it would be me fantastic. Me too. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Taylor, if you're listening. That child would be talented. The man's got money. He's got game. And he's got a nine-inch dick. That's all I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> Now listen. Thanks, Dad. That what a big on a card. You could just go hand them out. <laughs> <laughs> Your business. And he's a great father. That's you right. That I'll tell you what. If I see Taylor Swift walking funny, I'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Cannon Radio Show is going to be happening. And, and yes. by the way, move quickly on Taylor Swift before Pete Davidson gets there. That's my word of advice. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell a little bro to slow down. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's something else. I can't believe all your friends who you've known for years. It's really impressive. When he got on Saturday Night Live, you must have been so proud of him. So proud. Well, because he was on Wild and Out before he was on Saturday That's right. Night Live. I said, Lauren Michaels always steals all my uh, talented white guys. Did you <laughs> ever? Day, everybody. Did you ever? Did you ever audition for Saturday Night Live? Nah, I never did. I never wanted, I mean, and this is, we talked about this, I've even, uh, I never really wanted to, to be on Saturday Night Live. You know, one of my best friends, literally, like my brother is Kenan Thompson. So, you know, I remember, you know, we were on Nickelodeon together. He's always been like, like literally my family. So I've wa I watched him and I'm like, yeah, I, I'd rather go create my own. And that's why I created Wild and Out. Cause you know me, I, I'm an anti-authoritarian. I can't, I'm, I'm not good in spaces where, I got to work for somebody. No, and look what you got. You're in your almost 19th But I love season. SNL. I mean, I love right. it, but I'm a, I'm a wild and out guy. So, but I, I, I aspire to be what, Lor what Lauren Michaels has built. That's really the model that I base wild and out off of.
So I'm trying. And you did it. Salute did to it. Lauren. Yeah. 19 seasons. It's just incredible. Uh, all right. So that's Thursday nights, 9 o'clock on VH1. Don't forget about Celebrity Prank Wars, Thursdays, 10 p.m. on E. And then you got the Daily Cannon Radio Show, as Nick says, premieres 9 a.m. April 24th on AMP. Howard, and, when uh, are you going to come on one of my shows? You got, uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Tukis on Wild and Out season 20. Tukis, uh, is ready to tour. You wouldn't, uh, I was right there in Harlem and you would not come holla at me on my, on my talk show, but you would talk about the show. I was on your show for four years. I was with you. Yeah, that's AGT. true. Do you, uh, do you watch I love it you for that. AGT? I don't watch it. Never seen an episode since I like, I took a page out your book. What you, I was like, I don't care about that. Fuck those people, man. I, I, but you know, I, lo that, I love Terry Crews, though. I love Terry Crews. Well, I'll tell you who I don't the, love is the that titty poppin'. Douche, that douchebag. What's his name? Um, the Simon. Guy from you are not, Simon Cowell. You are not a fan of Simon. Why what do an you asshole. hate Simon Cowell so much? He, why? Why? I, why? You know what he did? He was well, plotting he, he behind the scenes to take my job. He took but my job. Was, yeah. I so didn't want to be but, there, but he was plotting. Then he like, calls he, me up. He calls me up and he goes, I wasn't plotting. I go, I go. Simon, what am I, an idiot? I read the emails. Oh, wow. See, see I didn't, yeah. I, that's new information. I t okay, that makes sense. Denounce I him right now. You... Please, Nick, if you're on my team. I, I demand <laughs> something. Anything, sort of <laughs> Anything from my dad. Anything from my dad. Simon Cowell, you're an ass. Right. There you, <laughs> you go. You did this to my dad. Fuck you, Simon Cowell. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Siri's getting so turned on. She loves you. Oh, Nick, I can't wait to have your baby. <laughs> Right, Nick, it's always good to touch base with you. I haven't seen you in a while, but uh, just know yeah. I'm out there. Can't, we, got, we can't let this time go by anymore. I mean, I got no. too many We've been shows here. We've been calling. We've been waiting. Writing, been uh, emailing. Yeah, there it is. I see, that's what the issue is with Robin. She feels neglected. That's what it is. I'll be back, baby. Don't worry. I'll be back before you know it. All right, Nick. Listen, um, good luck with all the shows and pace yourself, okay? You want, you know Thank what I'm you. saying. Thank you. I can put my crown back on. The there new king go. of all media. All right, my Nick. father has passed the throne. Thank there it you. Is. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's unbelievable. Siri's in love with Nick Hannon. Everyone is. Imagine their baby. <laughs> that's right. I'll wear a blonde wig and you can pretend I'm Taylor Swift. <laughs> And Nick, let's talk before you have five more kids. Don't, uh. We will. You said me, I, you, my dad told me I had to be done at 12. Unless Robin or Taylor is ready, then we good. That's right. That's <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Love Bye, you, man. Nick. Take care. Love you too. Bye. There he is, Bye. Nick Cannon. Met him on America's <laughs> Got Talent. Worked with him for four years. You don't remember that, Robin, but I was there for oh, four I years. I do remember. And every yeah. time you would say he's a really great guy, I'm like, <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, would the ladies love him? They love him. They oh, really my do. goodness. Yeah. Well, he's a good-looking kid. Look at him. Uh, nobody said no. He's no. he's uh, gorgeous and has been gorgeous from early on. Like, he at 15, he was gorgeous. If he said to you, I'll give you a night in bed, would you do it? No, no, Why? no, no. Why not? You know, I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't follow long lines of people. Right. you got a list... I'm not going to be on it. You don't want to have a baby with Nick? <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, a lot of women do. Let's just say that. Well, All right. Yeah. Well, there really you go. Nick Cannon. Guy, very talented guy. Very talented. All right. Let's uh, say this, that tomorrow we'll be back. Now, tomorrow's show, 
Uh, we got to get to underdog meets the descendant. I promised that for you today, and I never got to it. All right, but tomorrow's another day. Thank you, Robin, and I'll see you tomorrow, and uh, bye. Hey, it's Richard Christie, and coming Wednesday, April 12th, Metallica! Live from the SiriusXM garage in L.A. I have been a big, huge, massive Metallica fan since I heard Kill 'Em All when I was 12 years old, and I cannot freaking wait for Metallica! Coming Wednesday, April 12th.